0: That's Sports Encyclopedia. We West Steve Kim. He Got Trend in the Cut. He's, He's, the Coach uh, What
1: up? What up? What up, man? The real Coach JB. My
0: main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this?
1: Run like something to prove it. Came to conclusion that it's ah! West Coast to your side. worldwide why we in your that city? Keep it one we never change what's happening. In any metric coach, you cannot have Russell Wolf in
0: Nick gave me my first offer. Like it, it, you gotta head at store, you gotta be marketing. Hockey,
1: football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. Man. Are you mixing light and
2: dark? at 11
1: a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years.
0: Smitty and
1: Jason Brown, kill the a rap. We want the games to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. Smithy and Jason Brown, we killed the a rap. We want the games to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to Coach Jason. What up? What up? What up? The real coach JB here, man, for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. We are proud to announce we have a new ad sponsor, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. We are one of the easiest and most exciting ways to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more then or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in price picks is a skill based real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You ask you pick two to six players and if they will go more or less than their prize picks projection, you will win. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes college football. We're about to start up. Pro hockey, pro basketball, pro football. NFL season is here. Plus pro baseball, pro golf, men's college basketball NCAA tournament, plus women's college basketball, soccer, women's pro basketball, esports, pro car racing, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, you name it, we got it. Short, fat, skinny and tall, Price Picks does it all. And I just got to be honest, dog. I started doing prize picks and I won instantly. And that's why I am endorsing prize picks to the fullest right here on the Coach JB show with Big Smitty. Go to prizepicks.com backslash Coach JB and use Coach JB as the promo code for a first deposit match up to $100. So, Go to PricePix.com slash Coach JB and use code Coach JB for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the best betting app online in North America. Go get it and do what Coach JB and Big Schmitty does every day. We bet prize picks. Head on over there, prizepicks.com slash Coach JB and get you $100 match right now. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB. in my single shirt, of course. We got a loaded show today. Don't trip. We're here. Big Smitty's hopefully getting his internet fixed. We will see. We shall see. But we're all live every single day. This is Work Boot Wednesday, and we got a loaded show today. Jonathan Taylor, her thumb, opts to have surgery in the midst of a playoff run. Can't wait to dive into this with Big Smitty. Let's see if he takes the goggles off or not, because I want to see if Big Smitty does. We're going to also listen to Jesse Morris talk about it, so I'm going to have my pros and cons. We're going to break that down. Deion Sanders Jr. calls Danny Cannell a pure hoe. I can't wait to dive into this beef, the internet beef that we all love to watch. Mark Cuban sells the Mavericks for $3.5 billion. We're going to get into that. To a Las Vegas tycoon. Uh, The college football playoff is here. Florida State back in. Oregon and Ohio State and Texas all out. We're going to break that down. Bobby Petrino back to Arkansas. This time as the OC. And, uh, hey, I don't know if you you guys know, but I know what happened in Arkansas when he was there. It's crazy how certain people get second chances. Some people don't. We're going to dive into it. Oregon State makes Bray the new head coach. Uh, Good, solid hire. I think he's been there. Um, I think he wants to be there, and he doesn't feel that he has to be there. I think it's a good hire. The son of Craig Bray, an old friend of mine who used to be the defensive coordinator at Oregon State, I think it's a good hire. Jerry Jones, lawsuit refiled for defamation. We're going to dive into that. He continues to just get sued after lawsuit after lawsuit. How many kids he got out of wedlock, we don't know. Dobbs may not be the starter in Minnesota after all. Coach says, whoever can get Jefferson the ball. A guy who hasn't played in five weeks in Jefferson, now we're worried about getting him the ball? Kind of blows my mind that that he said that. Sean Lewis, new San Diego State head coach. Great hire. I think it's a good job. I'm glad Sean Lewis is out of Colorado. It makes you wonder why so many kids are decommitting at Colorado. We're going to dive into that. David Shaw could be the next head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to break that down as well. Good dude. Um, The best available college coaching jobs that are open right now today, we're going to dive into that, plus the 12-team playoff. That is exactly what's wrong with college football. We're going to break that down. It's watered down beyond belief. Can't wait to dive into that. Plus, Max Crosby had an infected knee, goes to have surgery, and says, fuck it, I'm playing right now. Let's go make sure we look at this. This is an old school cat with an old soul, and you wonder why we probably get along. We got a little hell yeah, hell no. We got some white people shit, some black people shit, and also, this is the Coach JB Show with my main man, Big Smitty.
0: Yeah, Big Smitty. what's going on, y'all? I think I think I got the signal figured out. Can you hear me, JB? Can you hear me? Hey, Because you know what the chat's been saying? What?
1: Big Smitty lost his mojo, lost his energy. He don't have a fire. He don't have a possession. Yeah, I've been seeing it. Dog, I've been seeing it all over the place. Yeah, me too. My energy is right like well. it's, it's like, it's right like the sun in in not coming right out. Now. It's, it's like here. we don't talk, y'all. It's in here right now. Smitty's no energy. there talking crazy? Passion for the show. That's all kinds of shit.
0: Why it's talking crazy in the chat, but it ain't. good. Okay, chat. You know what? I'm not gonna get pissed off, but I'm gonna take the constructive criticism. I'm gonna store it here. I'm gonna make sure I, I learn for. I'm gonna listen to what you said, not how you said it. And I'm gonna make sure I bounce back today, man. That's all you can do. Ain't no point of crying. I don't know, it. It's that. gonna bounce back and learn from it.
1: They may not even have said that. I don't know, but you know what? I do know. That's how you coach. You know what I'm mean? saying? I just coached it up. And I don't even know if they said it, but guess what? <laughs> that's how you motivate. J-B,
0: who's they? Who's they? JB? Who's they? We don't know. We don't know. They, <laughs> they say they you play. got
1: no testosterone because now that's the thing. These kids now. 17 to 21-year-olds got low testosterone now because Taco Bell and the weed. Mm. So you could be in that group. I
0: ain't had Taco Bell, and I can't say the last time I had a fucking uh, Bell, uh, what's it called? Nacho Bell, Nacho Bell Grande. I ain't had that in years. And I had a whole blood workup.
1: Remember I said my blood was the best? There was other parts of the blood test and urine test that I did. Came back yesterday. Again, best in the country. In the country? Yeah, or the world maybe, but best in the country for sure. Best in the country for sure. Best piss test, best blood, no low T. I don't okay. have low no T. I-
0: so what you saying? So what you saying, JB? If we had an an Olympic battle for best blood in the world, you would represent the United States. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. I'd be the world champ, gold medal winner, probably. But yeah, definitely, definitely getting into the tournament. <laughs> uh,
0: What's going on with your shirt right now, man?
1: Oh yeah, I got a little single shirt, man. I had to get this, I had it made. I thought I had a lot of shirts made, by the way. I got a lot of shirt game. I got a lot, I got a bunch of new shirts. I'm gonna start breaking out again. Um have the ability to do what you want when you want, where you want. I think it means more than just single as far as man-woman man relationship. I think this is way deeper than just that. Hmm, okay. I think so it's deeper. Having the ability to do what you want, when you want, where you want, is deeper than just
0: single. So, right. are you saying when you're in a relationship, you in jail? Are you saying you're locked up? Are you saying you're not free to move the way you want? To? Is that what you're saying right now? I
1: mean,
0: I ain't saying that. nothing. You're saying <laughs> I ain't that's saying what you're that. saying <laughs> <laughs> you married. I ain't. I'm I'm happily married, man. I'm I'm free to move, do what I want to do. If I want to hang out with JB. Uh-huh. If I want to go to the, if I want to go to Sam, if I want to go to the bar, I want to, you know, I, I can move the way I want to move as long as I make sure I, I dedicate some time to my wife as well. That's that's all, man. That's all. So, uh, Shout out to Alex E, man. Shout out to Alex E. I had to switch locations temporarily. Temporarily, man. I got some work going on in the other room. It's going to take time as you build. Remember JB was getting his house fixed up? Kind of compare this situation to that situation. I'm trying to get some flooring done. because I still ain't been paid for my done. goddamn
1: insurance either. Still ain't fucking been paid. Slow asses. Uh, <laughs> Damn, for real? Yeah, man. Was like
0: two years ago now. Fuck.
1: Man, it's like crazy, dog. I've been out the pocket.
0: They trying hey, try to, try to Netflix you.
1: Hey, please, Coach John P. Don't put me with in the same name. Don't put me with an assistant who I taught the game to. No. Don't ever do that. Ever. I don't give a fuck. Where he's at or who he's—I don't. No, no, no. I no. don't ever put my name associated with a motherfucker that I trained how to do this thing. <laughs>
0: um, he let's not be into- told now, though. He, you might have trained him. He might be real good now. You know what I mean? Yeah, shit.
1: All right. <laughs> JB's morning rant brought to you by AQMS. Make sure you head on over to AQMS. Use the promo code one eight 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 two three 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 one one zero. If you need anything, moved, move, car. Furniture, house, whatever you need, AQMS, affordable quality moving and storage is the place to go. So head on over there, 1-888-233-3110, and tell them Coach JV sent you. Um, All right, we got a lot to break down here. Um, I got to get into my morning rant before we give you the quote of the day. Jonathan Taylor has an injured thumb. Mm-hmm i get what dr jesse morris has said can we play dr jesse morris's video on jonathan taylor so i can totally take all the heat all day long and and when i when i when when i you know fantasy doctor so
3: we got an update on the jonathan taylor thumb injury situation so, it appears that he has a partially or fully torn ligament in his thumb. This is likely what we call the UCL, which basically controls the main part of the thumb. This is the same injury that Matthew Stafford had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, unfortunately, he either partially or fully tore it, which means he needs surgery because he cannot hold on to the ball with his thumb without this ligament. It will not be stable. You cannot band aid it, you cannot just inject it. You need to surgically repair it, and then they need to put what we call a brace in there. It is possible he returns in two weeks. I think it's very aggressive and a little risky, and it will take one hit to the helmet, one slap to the player, and that'll be it. That's done. So realistically, I think um, he could come back in two weeks. It's probably gonna be closer to three weeks. I'm assuming Dr. Shin did it in LA. Stephen Shin is usually who does a lot of the pros. And realistically, we're gonna see Zach Moss through the next two, three weeks, and kinda go from there.
0: Hmm. All right. Talk to me, JB. Talk to I get what it.
1: Dr. Jesse Morris said about it. And I respect Dr. Jesse Morris all all day. We talked yesterday about it a little bit after the uh, him and I talked. Uh, and I get why Swinney's going to take his side. But listen, fellas. <laughs> you, I didn't even say They are before. in a fucking playoff hunt. He misses three to four weeks or I think they're out. They're deflated. I think they're out. I think he's been a kind of the morale boost. In that organization. That's what I personally believe as a coach. And having that temperature of all the players in the landscape that I tell you I do have, that's why they don't want me to coach. I believe this is a big boost in that locker room, along with Gardner Minshew, of course. So he was
0: worth the money. Okay,
1: okay. No, no, he deserved it. I don't know if he's worth it. So this is a guy, let's break it down. He already missed half the season. Then he slow played himself back into playing shape to come back finally, even though Zach Moss was balling. And this is the deal I have. This is the issue I have. This would go a long way in your locker room, Big Smitty, if I'm like, dog, I think, fuck it, I'm going to wrap it up, soft cast it, I'm going to play. I'm going to do the Tiki Barber. I'm going to put it in the other hand or put the bad thumb side down and put two hands on that motherfucker like we used to do old school While when, when running backs were injured. There's no way in the world. Back to Tank from yesterday and Smitty's debate. Old school running backs were going to play this out. They were going to play this shit out this year and not take a three- to four-week hiatus. He ain't a quarterback, Big Smitty. He's not a wide receiver. He's a running back, homie. The cast, soft cast, wrapped. I understand what Dr. Jesse Morris just said. He could re-injure it. Guess what, dog? This is the boost that the Colts need. I'm just saying this. If you already missed half the season negotiating a contract dispute, and I know, Big Smitty, I'm just saying to you, Big Smitty, yeah. it would have looked good, went a long way in the locker room, and possibly been the boost to get your Indianapolis Colts to the playoffs. Riding on the back. Of the future, Gardner Minshew, of course. I truly believe that this would be huge in the locker room and say, look, dog, I'm gonna play it out. We only got what seven weeks left. If if we go to the playoffs, maybe eight, nine. I mean, realistically, you you, you, you at least get to the playoffs. P-Lim. At least get to the playoffs. So he misses three or four weeks. Matthew Stafford had this injury, Big Smitty, and was back playing as a quarterback. Like Come on, man. You've already missed a lot. This is what Tank and I were talking about the other day. I don't know, Big Smitty. I'm not feeling it. I think he should play. That's just me because we're going to break down Max Crosby a little bit later. And Max Crosby had one of the nastiest infections in the knee, and nobody talked about it. Jesse Morris found out. I found out. And this motherfucker had surgery on Thursday and fucking played and said, hell, no, you ain't stopping me from playing. That is the old-school, old-soul mentality that I wish football players had again because, dog, I think he doesn't take his paycheck for granted. Mm -hmm. And I think we take our paychecks for granted every single day.
0: That's a strong take, J.B. It's a strong take. You know, kudos to you. Real simple, quick,
1: cute, simple. I just wanted to Uh, give
0: that to you. Smooth, cute, simple. You know what I mean? I respect that. Listen, I'm not even here to argue with you. That, that, that's a good take. And if tomorrow was the playoffs, tomorrow if tomorrow was the wild card game, I would be with you 1,000%. Ta- buddy tape that thing, get a shot for pain, and get out there and go ahead and play. The fact of the matter is we are in a great position. We're in the playoffs right now. If you look at our schedule, we have one of the easiest schedules remaining right now. Uh, you know, very, very winnable games Uh, the rest of the way. We have a very strong backup running back in Zach Moss, which earlier in the year you were kind of saying, hey, why pay Jonathan Taylor when you got Zach Moss right here being one of the top rushers in the league? So because of a, a strong running back like that uh, that we have in, the, in that room, I don't think JT needs to urgently just rush back. Why not miss two to three weeks max, come back pretty much 100%, and now you can finish out the season strong, gets to the playoffs, and you're healthy, and you don't have something that's lingering that could potentially get worse, potentially lead to something else. Yeah, you know how it is, JB. When, when you have one thing injured, you start to overcompensate and and do other things. Now you hurt something else, and it just starts to go down the line. And remember, JT just got back earlier this season from, from a long time, long injury. I think mean, it was an ankle and the back or something like that from last year. So when you've already dealt with that 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 injury bug, so to speak, and you miss so much time, you're like, listen, I'm not dealing with that again. So whatever little knickknack injury it is, let's get that shit figured out right now, solved, solidified, so I'm not missing full seasons or seven, eight, nine games again because I don't want to do that. I know how valuable I am. So it's a short-term sacrifice for long-term success. And I think Zach Moss and that O-line, which is one of the best O-lines in the league, can Stay strong for two to three weeks, especially against this schedule. Like I said, we have the Titans. We got the Bengals without Burrow. And you got the Steelers. Again, are these games that you could, could lose? Sure. I'm not saying these are just guaranteed wins. Not at all. But these are also very winnable games as well. These I'm not scared of any na- team I just listed just now. And then last thing, JB, before I let you go, you mentioned Max Krausman. We'll talk about him a little later. And you kind of compared the two situations. Everybody's pain tolerance, everybody's injury situation is different. My career ended on a lateral meniscus tear. I know I had so many teammates that had lateral meniscus tears and came back in two to three weeks. My roommate, Robert C, my shot my guy, Kevon, came back in like t- two weeks And during camp when he tore his meniscus. For some reason, Darnell was never hurt his whole career. Gets to my senior year, I tear my meniscus and like everything fucked up. I got a chipped patella. My my knee just wouldn't recover. I'm trying to force it back. It wouldn't, no matter what, how tough I was, no matter how strong. And ah, the knee was never right. It wasn't mental. It just literally was not right. So, my point to bring that up is let's stop comparing people's injuries and saying, well, he came back from an infection in two days. He, he played the same night and he had surgery. Everybody is different, JB, and we can't compare everybody's situation. I'm done. I'm going to keep it cute. It's your time. time. But we can compare paychecks, correct? Uh, Sure.
1: Okay. So (laughs) then I would say he should play because he got a paycheck. What you just said so eloquently is basically we overpaid you and really didn't ever needed you because Zach Moss is much more valuable to this roster than you are. So why would you take his side early on in the year and start defending them when I've been telling you he's a running back? They're a dime a dozen. And, dog, you're showing me, proving to me, Zach Moss is definitely more valuable than Jonathan Taylor. And you just made a great point. You just You crushed it. (laughs) You actually crushed the point. Um, We don't need that motherfucker. He's horrific. We overpaid him. We got got. We got suckered. So he misses first half of the season in negotiation, gets hurt again, misses another game. Then he's back out. Now he's going to have surgery. You made a lot of excuses for a cat who has a lot of excuses. So I'm trying to figure out. Did you realize you just help what,
0: what, what you trying to figure out, Jay? What you trying you to figure out, Jay?
1: I appreciate you making my point for me. Dog, this is my point. He don't have like a fucking ACL. He don't have an MCL. He don't have a broken ankle. He has a thumb. Did you watch Tiki Barber late in the year in the season when he got his thumb? And, and, and he learned how to, he learned how to carry the rock, dog. He learned how to carry the rock with a new five points of pressure. So what we were doing is we tucked the ball right here to his forearm, thumb tucked out, away. Why can't he do that? He doesn't want to do that. So look, to get the football, you're going to have to go through a lot. Now, this is what's real easy. You put the good thumb and hand over that. While this is already wrapped, casted, or you learn what Tiki did, you use your other hand. Is he so weak left-handed that he can't carry the rock at all and then cover with his right hand? What, what's wrong with this once who you get the fuck, through the line of
0: scrimmage? Who, who's running like this down no, the future? I said, yards. once you
1: get through the line of scrimmage, I said who why can't you go through this? when we all were taught to do back in the day. When you get through the line of scrimmage into contact, why you can't do this? You could do I'm it. Trying baby, to figure but, why,
0: out but you have this is you, so you detrimental the to
1: a running back. The thumb. Why is this
0: such an issue when I could do this? The thumb is the most important thing on the hand, to, JB. I the ball like a motherfucker without the thumb. Look. That motherfucker flat. Motherfucker. You got a got flat ball. ball in your hand, JB. Stop. Okay, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> it's
1: still the same side, dog. look. Now it's pumped up.
0: Look. That thumb doing something now. Thumb, homie. I don't
1: need
0: this thumb. I hear you. I hear you. Is, is the question, is it possible for him to play? Of course, uh, if, if it's any finger injury and you're a running back, it's possible you can play. But like Dr. Jesse Morse also stated, who we trust, who we listen to every single Tuesday on Doc Talk Tuesdays on the show yesterday. He broke it down why it's also smart to let that thing heal a little bit. To, it's two weeks, it's two, three weeks, J.D., three weeks max. So like, all I'm saying is. Zach Moss can hold it down for two weeks. Come on now,
1: two weeks. I just think, I just think you're 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 missing the point. He, he's 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 he would have he would have went a long way in the locker room and helped that whole team camaraderie. That camaraderie in that locker room could be so much tighter. Now they're gonna be like, man, this motherfucker missed more games than anybody. He's man, they, you know?
0: listen, I I got an ear to the coach locker room, man. They love JT over there. Just know that because we're in the we're in the fucking. I know union. coaches. I know strength coaches over there. I got former hey, teammates well, over from Ball State over there. The I got an ear to strength.
1: We're in the Jersey swap era. Everyone gets a trophy. So I get why they like them. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Big Smitty. This is going to be an interesting debate right here. But let's get the quote of the day started off. Brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code Believe BLEAV. Get you 50% off plus welcome bonus. Quote of the day, Big Smitty. Your opinion doesn't change my reality. <laughs> Ooh, um, not at all. Your uh, opinion don't change my reality. Just FYI.
0: JB still uh, making money. JB still doing he want to do live life. He got a he got a big ass pool getting built in the backyard. He got a movie theater. He got a golf course. He got a full court basketball court. Three dogs moving away. And I did some. I did some, uh, I did some
1: decorations last night. Ooh, you got the hey,
0: can you
1: get this in? I, I I did my Christmas shit yesterday, dog
0: uh I'm, I'm gonna take a picture of my tree too. So I can send to uh, Bailey, me. I'm gonna
1: send you this real quick. Can you put it in? Uh, um, Bailey, I'm gonna, te- I texted you, Bailey. See if we can get that in real quick.
0: Uh, I text you, Bailey. See if we can get this in, Bailey. But
1: we don't need, we don't need it, Smitty's, but we need my thing, Bailey. My shit is
0: priority. Don't worry about it, JB's.
1: We need my thing though. <laughs> my shit's priority. Um, uh, so I, I hung, I did my lights outside.
0: Oh, we did the full light, okay.
1: Yeah, so staple gun, get out on the fucking 20-foot ladder, go around the whole house, you know, move it little by little by little.
0: Yeah. You, old, you a real old-school cat. Like, I it respect that. It
1: ain't easy no more with me, dog, because I'm, I'm getting up there, and I got to come down the ladder every time I move the ladder. I got to go back up the ladder. I'm saying right now, it feels like I squatted it feel like I did four sets of six of, like, at least 5'15". That's how I feel today. Backs out of whack, next fuck. Feels like I'm fucked today, but, you know.
0: Hey, hey man, shout out to you, though, man. You are a hands-on, old-school cat. He will change your oil, fix your tires, pull up the lights, build a new door. I'm from the new school. I'm from the, hey, how you doing? Mr. Darnell Smith. Could you come by my house, please, and put together this uh, dresser for me? $90, no problem at all. See you tomorrow. Thanks. That's, that's my generation right there. pay for convenience. And contrary to Belief, brought to you by Prize Picks. Um,
1: contrary to Belief, most of the important things in the world, Big Smitty, have been accomplished by people who got knocked down and who got back up. Mm, mm, mm. Contrary to your belief. Ooh, he prayed. The reason Freaked I man. say that to all you youngsters on TikTok, everybody out there, it wasn't just handed to you soft pussies. We didn't just get shit handed to us and handed to us and handed to us for doing absolutely fucking nothing like all you guys expect. Mm. You guys understand something. I did a video yesterday. We did a short. It's going and taking off on Instagram. The transfer portal has ruined college football. Leads us to the poll question. Pound it, like, hit the like, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Poll question for today. Has the transfer portal ruined college football? Big Smitty, yes, it has. And I don't care what anyone says. It ain't an NIL. It's a transfer portal. And that is truly what it is. Um Big Smitty. Big We're going to move on before I show you some things. We're going to move on to the next thing. And this is a very interesting debate. Everybody put it out. Jay Earn said, no, it hasn't. Of course he hasn't. Of course you haven't, Jay Earn, because you're an enabler. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who is this cat? Everybody's going off on. Who's this cat?
0: Raleigh. He said something crazy earlier, but I, I'm, I'm getting him a chance. I'm, I'm trying to give him a chance. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't like to do this quick.
1: Oh no, pitch! Oh there you go. Yeah, essay. Yeah. Ron, Riley, your essay.
0: Oh yeah, he got. Hold on, go pull him back up. It's
1: hard to see, but yeah, he look. No, fat, I see his a face. Essay. Little fat Mexican.
0: MFO, MFO used to get he used to get bullied when he was young. You know, he ended up like finally defending himself. He got a little older. People started respecting he him. He had good grades.
1: He had good grades in school. He wanted to be hard. Yeah. His OG homie jumped him in. Right. He was a he was a little bitch. He got he got he, he couldn't fight back. He took it and he fucking ran, told his mama and uncle and shit. And and then they called him like a mamon and a fucking puto. And then he came back. And was like, man, I'm hard for the set, Larosa. I say, and then he got his ass tattooed at the motherfucking corner market, and then he moved out of town where no one knew him. Fresh print. And now he's back hard again.
0: Oh, that's who
1: he is.
0: I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> that 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 man, hey. He had Thanksgiving leftovers ah, this morning.
1: Motherfucker is a bitch. Take your bitch ass up out of here, motherfucker. He
0: What's had Thanksgiving leftovers this morning.
1: Um, uh, I hate fake essays. See, I, I grew up with essays, real essays. I don't do fake essays. I can't do them, <laughs> and that's a fake one because I already know he's a fake one. Um, see Romero knows. Romero's a real essay. Look, he knows the deal.
0: Romero, real, yeah. real Rio, ass, real Shout out to Romero. Hey, I love Mexicans. I'm not trying to be funny. Like I really, Mexicans are cool as fuck. They culture cool. That music be vibing. They party. They they kind of similar to brothers in a, in sisters in, in a sense in terms of like, just the the music. The food is delicious. The the swag to Hey, like, baby, you got the NPS that I gave you
1: earlier? Cause I got I got some NPS shit right on time. Right on time. So. I got some NPS shit right on time. If we get it in, why why not show it? I, I
0: think, think we should show it. If we got it, if we got it, why not show it? That's the reason why you get it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I why got, get the I money got. if you ain't going to
1: spend the money? Yeah, I think I'm going to show this. I think I got some NPS shit. Um, very, very perfect timing for this. Uh, once
0: Bailey gets it in. What you saying? Uh-huh. What you saying, Josh? Are you, are, are you saying what? Tino's pronounced NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> Primo,
3: como se llama este aquí? es el mejor el quarterback de todos los tiempos. Ese el Allen Hoots.
0: Allen Hoots. <laughs> Ale, como se llama este aquí? <laughs> Eso no es Bobolon de Doc Presca. <laughs> Doc Presca.
3: Okay, ¿y está aquí? Ese
1: está ahí, más o menos. He's not, no, no está bien.
3: Ker Cousin.
0: <risa> okay, ¿y está aquí, Ade? Papi, el más rápido ahora mismo. Ese llamar Axon. <risa> <risa> y ¿quién es este primo? Ese el novio de Cereá, ese ruso Weezy. Ah, dang. <laughs> 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 okay, último okay, Patrick Hey,
1: that's the Mexican people shit right there. MPS. Somebody uh, in the chat said
0: those are Dominicans.
1: They might be. That
0: might be. D- that All might be DPS. Wait,
1: real quick, Hector, you already know East Coast Hispanic and and West Coast totally different. Totally different. Just FYI. Hold it up again. See, y'all call Dominican shit. Out here on the West Coast, dog, everyone is Mexican. (laughs) Everybody on the West Coast. Everyone.
0: Hey, everybody
1: on the West Coast is Mexican. (laughs)
0: Hey. If you Mexican, you in the chat, man. Put an M right now in the chat. I want to see how many Mexicans we got in the chat. I'm talking about chips and salsa, guacamole, rice and beans. That's that, that, that's what I like to eat. If you Mexican, put it in the chat. I want to know.
1: Here we go, big smitty. Real quick, I got some uh we it's us today. Just us today.
0: I like uh, that. The last few shows it's got, been so yeah, loaded. I have been saying, We got a producer, you know, we got a whole show now. Uh we, damn, we got a lot of messages in the chat. Look at this.
1: I didn't see.
0: It. Let me
2: see. Boom. 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 boom Ruben
1: Triple boom. M. Ruben was at the house the other day, by the way, with Steve and I. We played poker. It's Ruben
0: won. For real, shout out to Ruben. Ruben always yeah. wins. Yeah, Ruben won.
1: kicking y'all out of Damn, we got a lot we of Mexicans. We just called
0: Mexicans.
1: Oh, yeah. All you Mexicans in here should fucking deposit some, some, some cash. At least some pesos, motherfucker. Get us some pesos. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go. We got a great show lined up, by the way. We're gonna we're gonna drop this in here, though. Grown <sighs> man, fucking business, right here. The
0: Who recorded that, way, though? That's the bigger question. I don't, know, I don't
1: know. You do this shit, Goddamn, I'm gonna staple the goddamn wire. I'll fucking wait. Thought all you were single, JV. This fucking tree and all this shit. Look at this. I'm almost out of shape. These fucking Christmas trees better. Rock and my did not shit. want to go up higher on that on that Lights. ladder, did he? Lights. I was already
0: up. <laughs> hey, he didn't want to go higher on that ladder, y'all. He was nervous. Yeah, I was, was right up on the
1: roof. I was up on the roof already. Shit. Uh, that's right in the front of my house, in the corner. Hey, J. Hey, Garren, Jaren, whatever Jaren, whatever. I was tired as hell. I'm not gonna lie to you. Shit, I'm
0: tired as hell. I ain't gonna lie, that's a grind though. Putting like take, you gotta really take your time to go through the you got a big house too. Like to go through the entire big go me right there. It, it ain't even lit up right now. I unplugged it beautiful. You got the fake snow that? over the top. You got the star. What is yeah. that? You know what that is. You know what that is. Is that a, a tree? Is that a, a, a fake tree? It's a fake Christmas tree, yes, sir. I don't do fake. We do fake trees. Like, we don't I do not do the real trees. I that don't baby. do
1: fake ass. I don't
0: do fake titties. I don't do, do fake trees. You do fake titties. You do fake you know, titties.
1: You know, no, I don't do fake titties, though. Really? You know, I spent $169 last night on a tree. What? On a regular real tree. How much? $169? $169 for a nine-footer. Because, <clears throat> they you know, I got vaulted 10 foot. I, had, I got a nine-footer because I got put the thing on the top. I got a nine footer for one eighty nine. Came out to one eighty or something tax.
0: You be spending that bread. You can got you a fake tree for fifty dollars down the street, decorated, make it look real yeah, nice. can not fake
1: tree either. Fake trees like four hundred.
0: Well, we we've used the same tree for like years now, so I don't really know how much how much this thing costs. I don't get, hey. but you get new trees. You get new trees every single year, huh?
1: Yeah, I get a new tree. I got a smell. I love this real smell. I you know. Uh, as long as the ass don't go over there and piss on it like the motherfucker tried to do last night, I I you know I put it in the theater though. So I put the real tree in the theater, and then I put two smaller trees in the living room, all real. Mm, all real. real.
0: You better real check, but so there ain't no raccoon in that motherfucker running up out of there. Shit,
1: I shake that bitch out. I had to vacuum all night last night, vacuum and pine needles everywhere. But that's the that's the Christmas of it, homie. Fuck a fake tree. That's the problem. We need to go back to all real trees.
0: I guess. I guess that's where we at now. I've, See, always, I, I've green, always had a green, fake green, tree green my whole life.
1: Pine people don't. People don't want to lift and pick up and and vacuum the pine needles. Back in the day. Hey, that's what you guys do. The kids did it, right? Hey, you yeah. chores: clean the fucking pine needles up. All that shit.
2: Yeah. Come bro,
1: on. Hey. Come on, Derek. Eric with the ranch is in that. He's up in the fucking, you know, high mountain range, northern fucking Wisconsin. It, come on. There's no animals. We don't have those animals out here. <laughs> you
0: do got fucking reindeer where you at. You got uh, all types of <laughs> crazy animals when you're going to JB's house. So I hear you, man. Hey, I love Christmas though. My wife really loves Christmas. She couldn't wait to put decorations up.
1: Hey, um, uh, all right, let's get into some things here. We're gonna get into this thing. Uh the transfer portal has ruined college football, but we're gonna ruin, we're gonna right roll into uh Deion Sanders Jr. Deion Sanders Jr. got into a Twitter beef with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell, former NFL quarterback, Florida State. Um Danny Connell said, should you storm the field after a win in overtime as a 24-point favorite, right? This was September seventeenth. Deion Sanders came out, said, you're a pure hoe. Now, I don't know. See, you may not take it as anything, and I dive deeper with all that's happening in Colorado right now. Just for and clarity, I,
0: too, he said that a while ago.
1: Yeah, it was September 17th. Got you. But it came back up yesterday because they got into it again yesterday. Because Danny Cannell basically said you got he responded to RG3, who said, whether you like it or not, you're watching Colorado. Prime's done a hell of a job. He's done the most miraculous job and all this type of stuff. So RG3 came out and said some crazy shit again. Danny Cannell responded. And Here's the issue, Danny Cannell. To me, is kind of a clickbaity. Got some little bits in him.
0: He I don't mean. like Deion either, by the way.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, for some reason, they got a Florida State beef.
0: I think Deion ended his career too in the NFL, allegedly. Like the last, I don't know. It's, it's like it's like a funny joke online that his last. But Danny's always,
1: was... Danny used to follow. He followed me and hit me up, and then I don't think I responded or something because I didn't know. I didn't know he hit me up. I had a shitload of DMs. And then the next thing I know, he unfollowed me. So I I already know. I know what kind of cat that is already, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I know who this cat is. So anyway, I'm not defending either one here. Here's the the issue I have, though. As a father or a coach, and a coach, there's no way in the world, dog, that I can get on the podium every day as Deion Sanders, prime Deion Sanders, senior, prime Time. Neon Dion, and preach the gospel, Lord, faith. This is what we do here. And yet, have the most undisciplined team in America, you allow your sons to talk to grown coaches on the field all day long, every single game, to the crowd, to the fans, to the opponents, then you're still talking faith and discipline. But you have the most undisciplined team on the land. Power five. It is the most undisciplined team in football. And then you allow your son to talk to grown, regardless if that grown man's a bitch or a hoe. He's a, you're my son, though, homie. You don't talk to grown men like that, dog. Shut the hell up. You're I got this. I got this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me. I'm Deion Sanders. I can defend my motherfucking grown man self. That is my thing. Like, have a little bit of... Like, to me, something's missing. Something is missing there. And I'm just an old school cat, Smitty. I'm about respect. I understand the old, old man in the room talking shit or whatever, and you taking it personal. You can still take it personal and talk your shit, but... You a straight hoe to me shows me that the main man in the room lost his motherfucking way, lost his kid's way, and lost that locker room's way. That's just the truth of the matter as guy diving deeper than just a text on a tweet. That's all I'm saying. I think there's a bigger picture to this, and it's steamrolling and snowballing into a bigger and bigger and bigger issue. Even though it's a small little tweet, you a hoe. it's still a matter of, do you talk to every grown-up like that? Do you allow every one of your kids to be involved in grown-man decisions? Smitty, his kids are sitting there after the game when Dion's shaking the hands of the other head coach, looking at the other head coach, talking shit. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, to me, it's like, get the fuck. I would have pushed my son, get the fuck out of here. That's me, though. We don't need to be involved in grown men business. That's the problem. We've allowed kids to be involved in grown men's business just because you gave them a five hundred thousand dollars car. And this isn't is Shador. But I'm talking, this is Dion's son who films everything and does all that shit. That's why
0: I want to jump in, like, just for clarity. I'm not saying you, just for everyone, Dion Jr. is a grown ass man. That's his oldest son. That's his oldest of everybody. He's, I think he like my, he might, I think he's older than me. I think he might be early thirty. So he is a grown ass man as well. And he's 30, I think. Yeah. So, like, and that's so, not my issue. Like, that's
1: not, it's not just, not that he just, yeah. okay, he's 30. You're that's seeing the
0: bigger picture, you're, though. I see you're missing you're the
1: whole point, though, Freddie yeah. Mac. He's the guy's son who's preaching the gospel to his locker room and his kids. Homie, don't tell me that Shadur is any different than the 30-year-old. He's the same motherfucking way. So don't you see there's a trend, homie? There's a trend here. And it starts at the top. And shit rolls downhill if you didn't know that or not. So while you're all defending the motherfucker, I'm just telling the truth. And you're gonna see as it implodes little by little. By the way, I spoke to the very, very interesting folks last night. I'm telling you right now, it's not all glitter and gold up that motherfucker. I'm just telling you right now. And I think Matt's starting to see it. I think people are starting to see it. More decommit yesterday, and we're gonna to get to Sean Lewis. But I just can't. I just wanted to dive into that and get your take on uh, Deion Sanders Jr. All be 30 years old, I'll be it, 30 years old. But then if I'm the dad, I'm like, all right, look, you grown man, 30 years old, then you go get your own job now, make your own money, tweet what you want, but you're making your money off of your old man still. And this is the conversation I would have as this old man. It's just snowballing to me, dog. I'm starting to see little trends. i am seeing shit start to stack up and there's no way. I don't understand. See, I guess we're so and I, we'll beat a dead horse. We'll get off this stuff. Not but here. I don't understand why people don't look at. I can't believe that the grown man in the room, Dion Sanders, the head coach of Colorado, would allow that. Would allow his son to be out there on social media talking like that to to grown men, and it's like, at what point do you do you look at Dion Sanders, the dad and the coach, and be like, oh, you let your son just say whatever. I get, fuck, fuck Danny Cannell. I, I, I don't care about all that. That ain't even the point. Right. The point is, like, I'm embarrassed as my as a dad that my son is out here talking that shit and, like, gone rogue. It looks like my cats have gone rogue. My kids gone rogue. My locker room's gone rogue. My coaches are leaving. At some point, when are you going to pull this shit in and stop just talking and start being and that's the point I have, though.
0: That's all. No, that's a great point. You know, uh, um, like you said, it's not – I don't have – I didn't have a problem when I actually saw the individual tweet, but the bigger picture of just when you look at everything that's happening, you know, like like you just alluded to, it, it does seem like just some chaos. You know what I'm saying? It's just there, there, There's not discipline as a unit. Like we, we look bad as a unit right now. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's little things, big things. Even things that are out of your control, like the players getting a jury stolen at the UCLA game, that has nothing like that's not necessarily their fault per se. Yeah, but I you could them. but you could argue like, damn, it's just something else. It's like it's almost like the, the, the kid at school or whatever that that he, he got suspended or he got locked up or he, he got shot or like something crazy happened and, and you talk to your boy, you're like, I, I ain't surprised though. Unfortunately, I ain't surprised because it just keeps stacking up. So I I hear what you're saying. It's like, damn, it's Decommit coaches leave, uh you're hearing negative stuff in the locker room, son talking crazy. It's just like, damn, like when is it, when is it just gonna be quiet? And here's the, here's the thing
1: too, many Like D Jones, parents can only control a kid action to a certain point. Yeah,
0: that's true, too.
1: Until you can't. Yeah, that's a fact. So that is a fact, D Jones. Guess what? My fact is, can't control you no more. Got to go. Mm-hmm. Got to go. No more money from me. What do you mean? Help me through a fucking tip. I kept the head off the dragon off. Guess what? The dra- head of the dragon is to Deion Sanders Jr. Money, the ability to film his daddy and his brothers all day, every day at the University of Colorado. I can end that real quick. Y'all don't want to take control? Then guess what? You don't want to listen to old man and your daddy? Guess what? Bye. You know how many motherfuckers Deion could get to film himself? Are My. you kidding me?
0: Take that yeah. shit away from him. I bet
1: you that motherfucker irons out real fucking quick. But see, hey, y'all I,
0: make excuses? I, I, I could and film him. tell the truth, I go film him. But listen, the, my only issue, yeah, like, like I said, I don't have an issue with the actual literal tweet itself because listen, we all gonna defend our father. You know what I'm saying? Like I, let's be real, motherfucker, and me and my dad, you know, our relationship be back and forth. But I, I still have my pops, and I love them. Somebody talking crazy about my pop, I can talk crazy about him. I can say something about him. You can't. So I would defend. My, I know JB. I, I just from our conversation, I know how you feel about your father. I'm know. I know you defend he, your father's with personal. There was never there, it was. Ne- it was all in person, though. Right, 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 right. This hey, is man. a whole other ballgame. But like, but again, JB, person, that, that, that's just because of the area that you grew up in. I, I, I feel very confident that an 18, 19 year old, 20, 22 year old, whatever, JB who grew up in Twitter, who like this was just your normal, this was your used to. And you saw, and your dad's a coach or a t- whatever your dad is, something, and you see some constant criticism to your father from the same person. Let's call this guy Panny Fennel. And you keep seeing it. You're going, I know you, JB. I know, I know you. You are going to say something back. And yeah, what you did was in person because that's what you grew up in. But if you grew up in social media, I feel pretty. Then I put my life on the line. I, I you would say dad, something back on social media at some yeah, point. Yeah, but I don't
1: think my dad would have allowed it. If my dad was somebody that was somebody that we looked up to and people looked up to, there's no way he was going to do it. I he agree. would have did it. I didn't have to go on social media and say shit. He but would have did it. it, it it's,
0: it's, not about, it's not about if your dad would do it. Of course, like, Deion could take care of himself. It's not about that. It's just that we love the shit out of our parents. And, like, you as a kid, ain't nobody saying shit about my mom. I don't care is what it is. Like, she can defend herself. She's a yeah. grown woman. She can, But it has nothing to do with that that's my parent and maybe maybe it's just a that's just a a kid feeling I don't know but it just it's not about what they can do it's about how I'm receiving it as a son of the of, 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 of Dion or the you know the son of whoever that's why you know I'm like, I understand it but to your bigger point if you are Dion's son and you know how big of a star he is you know the limelight is on him anybody connected to Dion anything you do or say goes back to him. You know what I'm saying? Anything you do. So I do understand. To your point, though, here's the thing. If everyone had that
1: mentality, what you're saying, and everyone went out there and went rogue for defending their parents, which we all want them to defend our parents, but if we did not teach actual mutual respect or common courtesy rules and regulations in the household, this is what we have right now. This is the badass, disrespectful kids you see running around this motherfucker Mm. right now. And that's the issue. There's no way I would have got on there and called a grown man a hoe, dog. My dad would have beat my ass, even though my dad probably would have went to Danny Connell's house and beat his ass, too. He was gonna beat my ass for calling him a hoe, though. For right. calling the hoe a hoe, he would have beat my ass. That's that is real life shit back in the day. That is what it was. So now though, we got kids all the time. You see these videos, dog, of kids over speaking the daddy. And talking to another grown man like he's grown, but yet if you try to if you go over there and beat that ass, then the daddy pull out a pistol and now you got a problem. Right. Like it's like, what are we doing? I don't know. I just nah. think that's it's relating to life right now. Um Mark Cuban, next up, Mark Cuban sells the Mavericks for 3.5 billion dollars, but still has uh basically stock in the business and still is gonna run the day-to-day. Um man.
0: So he, ba- he basically, in a nutshell, just cut himself a big-ass check, but nothing else was going to change.
1: Basically. That's kind of what, you know, like Russell Simmons did it at, at, at Fat Farm. Um, Def Jam, you know, when he got his girl that Fat Farm deal and Baby Fat or whatever it was, and then um, still, you know, he sold it, and then he still managed. I think he still uh, had control of it uh, 50 it was still 50-50 or 41, 59. I forgot what it was, but he stole it for billions. Um, Mark Cuban's doing the same thing. He's a businessman. Um, I don't know. I think he keeps shares in the team. He has full control of basketball operations. So basically, he's the COO now. I I don't know. I think he sees the the writing on the wall um, that he's probably figuring, you know what, I've lived my life. I've done my thing. I'm getting into, you know, 50s. Uh, late fifties. I was always the young guy that was out there talking shit and all that. Um, I think he knows that this team's never going to win. Um, I think he knows Kyrie's probably ruined his fucking ownership career, so he's like, "Fuck this, I'm
0: out." So this hold on. So he's saying Mark Cuban, this billionaire, was at home and he was looking at his team, looking at his roster, going through the list: Luca, Kyrie, someone's Hardaway joint, and he's like, "Man." I messed up. I got Kyrie Irving on this team. We're never going to win. And he's a flat but earther. He's a flat earther. He's a flat earther. This guy bringing noise to the team. He's over here. He's sipping his whiskey. Ah, I'm gonna sell this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, stop playing, JV. Hey, I, I'm just talking
3: Kyrie's
0: about Kyrie.
1: fault. I'm fucking with the Kyrie thing, but I. I, I Something else going on because I think he left Shark Tank, which I used to like that show. Yeah, he's leaving Shark Tank, he's he's selling a team. I'm trying to figure out maybe he's got some, maybe he's got some underlying health issues. I don't know. Who knows? He
0: might be going off the green. I don't think I don't give a fuck. like, he's worth billions. Oh, well, he bought the team for $285 million, I think, in 2000. He just sold it for $3.5 billion, but still got ownership. Talk about a bag, he ain't got to do anything else for the rest of his life at all. His yeah. kids are doing for their life, and they kids are doing for their life, and so on and so forth. That's like, think Man. about how how rich. Like, Jamie can you imagine having a billion dollars like in your account? Like, I don't even know, like how I would even I can't like, imagine
1: it. I can imagine. I dream imagine, it. Like,
0: I don't even know what I would what my life would be like. I don't even know what I would do. What I would, how I would think. Because you could do anything at any day you want to, any moment, every single I mean,
1: day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like think like imagine waking up. Eh, 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 longer off, and you just do whatever you want to do.
1: Maybe he knows something. He, I hear he's trying to get into politics. I hear all this shit. You know, China's masking up again, saying there's a whole new virus out there. You real? Know. Oh, yeah. China's fully masked up. Though. They're saying there's a whole new, they got a whole new thing going on in China right now.
0: Keep that shit oh, over there. This is
1: my point. Shut off your phones. Get off TikTok. Get off Twitter. And just do you, live your life. And then I, get, I bet you that China shit won't even come over
0: here. Stay on your phone. Motherfucker coming over here. <laughs> That's why I don't watch the news for the exact same reason you just said. I don't watch the news because all it is is scare tactics and propaganda.
1: I mean, it's on Twitter, though. It's, it's it's election time, too. It's election time, dog. Um, Yeah, like, how, how is everybody in China at the hospital right now? Like, how, they, they got more people than anybody. How many motherfucking billion of people? How many hospitals you got? Yeah. Um, Football playoff, Big Smitty, Florida State is back in the business. They are back in it. Uh, I'm shocked at that, but I'm not shocked because I think they've done this strategically. I think that if they would have put Oregon at four, so you got Washington, and Oregon, three and four, and then they play this week, then I think you have the more of the, in Alabama were to beat Georgia, I think you're, you kind of have this thing that, oh, both Pac-12 teams are out. If you do it this way, though, whatever team wins, you know, is in, in my opinion. Oregon or Washington, whoever wins is in. Yep. I think that's how the the, the the thing is going about it. What I find interesting is, though, that Bama and Texas is still so low. Ohio State losing more recently than a Texas and both Alabama. I would figure they would be behind those
0: two. No, but think about their those three teams: Ohio State, Texas, Alabama. They're all one loss teams. Ohio State loses to the number two team in the country. Texas loses to who? Was it Oklahoma State?
1: Oklahoma at a, when they were undefeated.
0: Oklahoma they undefeated, but still, like looking at Oklahoma now, it's like, all right. And then Bama lost to Texas, so it kind of makes sense. Game one the order. It don't matter when you lost. We all got one L bruh i'm sorry you lost against texas you can't be in front of a team that beat me so like i actually like that because now it sets it over where if florida state loses ohio state i think gets in there and i kind of want not think
1: that. they put florida state at four to ease everyone's minds for about a week i think if even if florida state wins mm. i still think they're out I don't think you can put, like, if Bama beats Georgia, I'm just going to be real.
0: That's not happening, J.B. I
1: I think it can happen. That's the, if
0: Bama beats Georgia, yes, that changes everything. If, if that I happens, then it, Florida State is it, out.
1: It doesn't change everything to me. There's no way, because there's a scenario out there where Bama beats Georgia and still don't get in. There's no way on this God's green earth that you're keeping the SEC champion out of the playoffs. I'm You're not. There's not gonna do it. There's too much money involved. There's no way the SEC champion is left out of the playoff. I would argue that Georgia losing to Bama in a close game still should be in because I still believe Georgia, whether they win or lose, is still a top four team in the country.
0: Over if Florida Bama State, wins and Texas wins, I think Bama and Texas get in. I think Michigan goes to number one. Washington goes to number two, Bama number three, Texas number four. Bama has to win in order for Florida State to get out, is what I'm saying. If Bama, if Georgia beats Bama, which I think they will, if Michigan wins, if Washington wins, and then if, if, if Florida State wins, I just don't see Ohio State don't have a game. So there's nothing Ohio State can do this week to even – Boost themselves. They're just sitting there hoping for motherfuckers to lose. That's the only thing they can really they can really depend on. So they're kind of stuck where they're at. But everyone else has opportunity to next change. Year,
1: Michigan and Ohio State would be playing again this week. Mm, I know because they're changing it. So next year they would be playing each other. Ohio State and Michigan would play again this week. I heard Kirk Herbstreit, who's going to come on the show, <coughs> say that he thinks that's bad. It would take the lore away. I think mm. that's what needs to happen. Because if Ohio State turns around and wins, they're
0: in. Like, I, I think Michigan Ohio State should play earlier in the season, and and then and then obviously they, they could play again in the in the championship game. And both of them are the best. I, I just think they should.
1: I think they should play when they do, because I think it's at the end of the season where where the big boys play. But at the same time, I them playing Iowa with no offense.
0: Like, yeah, that's stupid. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I, I wouldn't like the back to back though. I wouldn't like the we just played game twelve, and we're gonna play again in the championship game next week. So I think
1: that's that's
0: why I give credit
1: to Pac-12. They actually did it right because Oregon and Washington are both from the North are playing each other. So it's not like Washington's playing Arizona. Right. Even though I think Arizona can beat anybody in the country right now, by the way. Right. I think Arizona can literally beat any team in America right now. They're hot right now. They're rolling. They're fucking hot.
0: they're very hot, but and I the way Washington said I, that, I it was it'd doing, it'd great that.
1: for them. But they wouldn't get in the playoff either way. If Arizona beat Washington, they still wouldn't get in the playoff because they got three losses. Yes,
0: yeah, so right. So,
1: so, like, I like how the Pac-12's done it. The two best teams to play. It ain't we don't got to play an eight four SC or whoever won the South. You know, what I'm saying I, I like how this is. So I wish Georgia. I mean, I wish Michigan and and Ohio State and the Big Ten did that. But next year they will. So.
0: Well, it's going to be a little better next year too, because you you remember, uh, uh, was it SC UCLA? They're going to the Big Ten, right? Yeah. So now, like, it might fuck around be Ohio State and SC in the Big Ten championship. I mean, I don't know who's going to which side, like the the the, the West or the East or whatever. But I'm just, I'm assuming they're not going to put them all on on the same side, of course. So it's going to be it's going to be some it's going to change. I, I'm excited for next year. I know from, if you're from the West Coast, you don't really like the fact that you're going to the Big Ten and the traveling, and I get all that. But from an actual matchup standpoint, I'm like, man, like this makes things a little more interesting in the big ten. Hopefully, Michigan State kind of gets back to re- where they were formerly at and become back to a respected team. Penn State's always gonna be right in the mix. You know, as much as Iowa isn't on that level, I you know, I've played against Iowa in college. I've you know, Iowa there's been some years where they made to the big ten championship and played against the Michigan State and won and competed. So like i was still a decent team whatever but you bring in sc you bring in ucla that big 10 is is gonna be real strong next year man so i'm excited to see that
1: hey let's stick with this one bailey uh we're gonna do speaking of college football next year it goes to the 12 team playoff so we're gonna talk about this later in the show but i'm like let me let me let me let's do it now since we're gonna talk about it um The 12-team playoff is what is wrong with the college football landscape, in my opinion. It's watered down beyond belief already. And yesterday I did a video on why the transfer portal is ruining college football. This is absolutely just adding on to the already watered-down product that we have on the field today. Um, More is less sometimes, Big Smitty. And I'm just telling you, quality over quantity should be what we're about, and we're not. Everyone gets a trophy in high school now. California had two and eight teams win fucking CIF championship. I mean, it's a joke. So this was what it would be, Smitty, if we had a 12-team playoff today. So it would be Alabama. or So Georgia would be the one. Alabama would be an eight. Missouri a nine. Florida State would be a four, I guess. Oregon a five, Oklahoma 12, Michigan would be the two, Texas would be the seven, Penn State in it at number 10, Washington would be a three seed, Ohio State would be a six, and Ole Miss would be an 11.
0: Hey, JB, I ain't gonna lie, this shit got my heart beating fast, I love it. I you just like more, it. I think more is I think it's horrible. No, no, JB. This is the perfect season. This will be the perfect year to to implement it this season. All this talk we're talking about who gets in. I mean, is Bama really get in? I think Bama's the better team, but I don't. before well, Florida State—they on the field, lost their quarterback. We, we're doing all these debates. This is the debate. Ain't hey, no, we don't need to guess and see who. Let's see it. Go out there and play. Maybe Missouri is better we've than Bama. We've seen this year. it, Big
1: Smitty. We've seen it. Let's look at what we've seen already. You've seen Texas beat Bama in a close game. Okay, cool. What we have seen is Georgia and Alabama absolutely mud-stop Ole Miss, who's in there, and we've seen Michigan and Ohio State absolutely mud-stop Penn State, and now we have an Oklahoma team who got beat by KU and Oklahoma State, who lost to a mid-major, and now we're looking at Florida State without a QB and Missouri
0: Okay, Missouri's had a good year. But Missouri's about not to stay a now.
1: playoff team. How about we just give everybody, all one of these teams, every one of these motherfuckers a trophy then and say, here no, you
0: go. But, awesome. but there's no, why you, you keep saying that? Just because you're in the playoffs, you don't get a fucking trophy. It just gives you the opportunity to possibly compete for one. It's if, a trophy if, that you in the
1: playoffs.
0: If everything you said is true, if these teams are shitty and we've already seen it, then everything that's supposed to happen will happen, meaning that Bama will beat Missouri then, Oregon should beat Oklahoma, then Texas should beat Penn State, so why and play? State should be Ole Miss, and it'll end up being the exact same anyway. So, so what's why the play? big deal at your game? So why play? Because I don't think that would really happen. And that's so the, the top excitement of cause football. A bye.
1: Top the top four teams apparently is what they're gonna get a bye. They right? get a bye, yeah. Top four teams get a bye. And the hog. This is horrific, in my opinion. It's just because you see a new team play. Oh, Ohio State, Ole Miss. It's just like, it's just like, it's just eye candy because you want to see these teams. I got a, I got a fucking solution. How about you play Alabama plays? How about Oregon and Oklahoma play during the regular season? How about Texas, Penn State play during the regular season? How about Ohio State, Ole Miss play during the regular season? To me, those sound like great week one matchups. Those would be unbelievable to kickstart college football. How you imagine Texas Penn state start the season off Ohio state, Ole miss great ass start of the season, Oregon, Oklahoma. Oh my goodness. That would be huge in Norman, in Oregon, wherever, Alabama, Missouri, since they're not going to play each other, but they wouldn't do that because they play in the possible championship game. So they wouldn't play, but those other teams, Unbelievable to me. You know what else sounds great? Michigan-Washington start the year. Florida State-Georgia, which they are. Florida State played LSU at least this year. But which they beat up, and we now know LSU's got, you know, one of the worst defenses in college football. That, to me, is what needs to happen. And then you would have a true four-playoff team. Because now we look at it and say, okay, Ohio State beat Ole Miss. Then Ole Miss turned around and lost to both Georgia and Alabama in the league this year, right? Right. So Ole Miss would have three losses, and they lost to outside Ohio State. They're not a playoff team, dog. Let's just be real. Penn State, you lost to Michigan and Ohio State. And let's say Texas drug stomped you. Okay. that Texas, Penn State, you're out. Oregon, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, turns out they end up losing to an Oklahoma State and KU team, but beat Texas. But Oregon, let's say Oregon drag them week one. Oklahoma, you're out. Now, Oregon have to play Washington in a meaningful game in their own conference and then play again for the Pac-12 title. Goddamn, I'm, I'm making too much sense, dog. It's just coming to me, too. Like, motherfucker, just shit. like It's like I took that pill on that movie.
0: Limitless. And, y'all,
1: everybody listening to me knows that is real talk. That would be so much better than just throwing 12 teams on a wall and saying, all right, let's go play these shitty-ass games for nothing. And when, when in theory, Oregon-Oklahoma Big Smitty would be a fucking hell of a Rose Bowl. Texas-Penn State would be a hell of an Orange Bowl. Ohio State-Ole Miss would be a hell of a Cotton Bowl. But guess what? We got rid of all those meaningful bowl games that, that 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 meant something back in the day, the New Year's bowl game. We got rid of all that shit now because now we want to make a 12-team playoff that is going to be so fucking watered down and garbage. So if Penn State gets hammered by Texas in this first round next year, let's just say that's the that's what we see.
0: What 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 do you get out of that? Nothing. But what if Penn State beats Texas and upsets them? What do you get out of that? you already would have had it week one of the season, though.
1: Like Texas yeah. beat Alabama this year.
0: I'm not right? arguing with you just throughout. Yeah, I would love to see more competitive regular season. I, I would love to see – I don't want to see Bama play Chattanooga, you know, University or whatever, Chattanooga State, whatever they're called. But at the same time, being from a, a small school, I do understand the importance of us being able to have the opportunity to play against those big schools for multiple reasons, for money and for exposure. But that's a separate conversation. I, I don't want to doubt Let into that. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you
1: think that – apparently some people think that this 12-team playoff is going to end all the controversy. It is. No, it's not, homie. Because you all who want 12-team playoff right now will be bitching about the 13th team that don't get in next year. Mark my motherfucking word. You will be bitching about the 13th team that don't make the top 12. Because all you fanboys out there will be fucking K-State fans, and you'll have a fucking 10-2 and record and thinking you're deserving more than Penn State, who lost two games. Stop playing. As long as you keep adding more and more, you're going to to keep expecting more and more. When I know it's four, there's no controversy, dog, because you do it during the season when it used to matter. You're going to – I'm telling you, Big Spinny, you're going to have a fucking team next year. Tulane, who right now is ranked 22nd, can't move. They haven't moved all year. And, by the way, they're 12-1. They haven't and moved. The last time I checked, they beat SC last year in a major bowl game, but they haven't moved up to 22. You don't think the Tulane fans would be pissed off that they're not the thir- 12th team in? Like, come on, man. Like, we're always going to want
0: more. Of and, course, JB. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. you you're, Yeah, of course. If it was 24 teams, we won. But I'm saying to, to me, 12 is like a great fucking cutoff. It's like, all right, we don't have fucking 30 teams in the playoffs. Like that, that don't make sense. Everybody has some sort of cutoff, whether it's the NFL has what 17s making from each division. If it's NBA, everybody has a cutoff at some point because you that just wouldn't would make sense. If we're arguing about who should be the fucking 12th the 13th seed the fourth. like come on bro they're not that good they at that point but i'm saying you look at years like this year when there when there's a lot of good teams like we could make the argument like the, the 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 top 8 seeds i don't know this year i really don't know like you said you believe bama might be georgia and bama's what number 8 right now i think and this is what it should be big smitty it's a conference
1: title game this is how it should be i'm
0: i hear you but i but, but but that what, both teams get in the playoff because Listen,
1: I'm, th- me, I'm, saying, I'm saying, I believe both teams should be in the playoff if Bama wins. That's my personal opinion. Right. But next year, both teams are in regardless of the playoff. Be regard. So do you realize that both of these teams are getting in the playoff next year? Has anyone brought up the fact that the conference title games will mean absolutely deadly shit? What would Bama and Georgia be playing for this weekend? It won't. It won't, won't the, the it won't mean anything for the. It won't mean anything for the
0: SEC. You know, there what I'm saying. not
1: the twelve playoff. Let's be real.
0: This it is won't mean anything thing. for the SEC.
1: Nah, this is a playoff thing now. It has nothing to do. SEC conference titles mean nothing no more. Big Ten mean nothing. Big Pac twelve's gone. So SEC, ACC, nothing. Why? I would. I would not be shocked. Watch this, Mark my words and clip this shit right now. When we have dudes sitting out. Of a conference title game that's undefeated, because we know we're in the playoff already. I wouldn't be surprised if we have the bits made society we live in now, where we'll sit there and say, "Oh, we want to lose." This is similar to what do they call it, folding in the NFL or whatever?
0: Trying to like reseed almost, so because you don't want that.
1: We don't want to play them number one. We'll lose to them in in, 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 the in SEC title game. And we're gonna be the fourth seed anyway. So we'll be the fourth seed and we'll get to play a fucking shittier team. I'm telling you right now, you're opening up Pandora's box with this shit right here. Instead, I'm telling you, more is less, man. And I'm just telling you, my word don't mean shit, but I'm just telling you, wait, I can't wait for motherfuckers to start sitting out 12-team playoffs. Oh, I'm going to the NFL. Uh uh 12-team playoff is going to be watered down in two years again, just like the Rose Bowl is now. We've created this.
0: The, let, me, let me do this. My point is no,
1: When does it end, homie? Because in three years, it's going to be a
0: 24-playoff no, team not. Playoff. No, it's not. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it baby. is. What? its it has been what? four for years. It's been four for years. Exactly what it should be. I'm not going to lie. Before
1: that, it was
0: no. I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate between the the, anywhere between 8 to 12. I'm an advocate. Yeah, there's going to be fans of particular schools saying, ah, so-and-so should have got in this year. That's always going to happen. Like, there's no way to avoid that. But what I'm saying is the four team just didn't didn't give the full essence of the actual four best teams. Last year, TCU was not a top four team, in my opinion. I'm going to be real with you. And I think we had a 12-team playoff last year. It would have fizzled out the way it's supposed to. And I don't know if TCU would end up being where they're supposed to be at. So I think when you do 12 teams, it truly, it truly, like, all right, ain't no argument. These are literally the best teams in the nation. There's no argument about this. Let's see how shit plays out. Where this year, like, let's be real. We're arguing, like, damn, is Florida State. Are really in that thing? Ah hey, I, hey, don't hey, hey, I don't know. Hey, I don't hey, I'm gonna be hey, real. Hey, I don't hey, think Florida is better than hey, Ohio hey, hey. State right now. I don't think Force is better than Alabama right now. I don't know if Fort State's better than Texas right now. I really don't know that. I'm gonna be real without their quarterback. I don't know. It looked they looked very average against Florida this last week. So if we have a 12 team playoff this year, I don't have to think. We're we gonna we're gonna see, we're gonna see on tape what's gonna happen. But now this year, JB, we ain't gonna see that. They go out there and beat a Louisville team, that's good, but Louisville ain't no no, no powerhouse top five team in the country. So they go out here and beat a Louisville, they're probably gonna get in. As long as yeah, Georgia Alabama, and Bama be Louisville, Fourteen's gonna, gonna get in. And it's like, damn, bro, like, are they really shellacked. better than Ohio State? They're no. gonna get
1: shellacked. They're gonna get fucking shellacked, and it's gonna be horrific playoff because we put the wrong teams in again. And everyone's gonna say, see, if we would have had 12 teams. No, if Florida State would have fucking played somebody in the regular season, they wouldn't even be here anyway. And you would have the real real teams. I can't wait for six to eight years from now when motherfuckers are, are we want 2014 playoff. Uh We need to have an in-season tournament. <laughs> like, God, we always if want to. someone more. says
0: a 2014 playoffs. They, they're just ignorant. They don't even I'm make money like, right now.
1: It's going to go. If, if this money blows up, this 12-team thing, you don't think they're going to fuck. NCAA is going to turn down money? What? I'm not saying Get that. but here. This don't is football, 16, too, JB. Before we die, there might be a sixty-four motherfucking team player. It might be like in the, or college
0: basketball. This, but this, but again, this ain't basketball. This is football. You no got, shit. You know. That's we what we I'm play. Saying. We play. We play in the health era. We play in the make football, we we make football the the safe everyone era. Everyone
1: deserves to win era. Everyone we play gets a in the make football
0: era. safe era. JB, they're not gonna go out there and play too at too many more games playing 19, the Fucking
1: fourteen games in college. What do you mean?
0: And I'm, I'm saying i'm saying you play 13 games dog what, what do you that, mean? i'm saying they're gonna have they ain't gonna have you playing what 18 fucking games now because of it. like come on now jb now it makes sense the no, 18 game college football season um <laughs> uh,
1: they're
0: about to right now what listen you i'm gonna see y'all right now you i love it, you man,
1: what's the difference
0: i love competition <clears throat> i love <clears throat> my voice i love competition so if if, if we're able to watch a, one more game and we're able to see the true top teams in the fucking nation compete, I'm cool with that. The top four seeds, they get a bye, basically, so they're already protected. The next eight, they compete to, to match up against them. I don't see what, like, as a fan of the game now, because we're, we're both fans now right now. Like, we're not coaching or playing right now. So as a fan of the game, why not watch an, 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 another great like, – these are great matchups, though. Even with, even with your idea of them playing – each other in the regular season, you saying these are great matchups, or these would be a great cotton bowl or great Rose Bowl. Okay, they're still matching up. Whether we call it the Rose Bowl, the 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 Smitty Bowl, the JB bowl, or no bowl at all. They're still playing against each other in a very important big time game. Why are we not excited to see that?
1: Why well who's your top four right now?
0: Right here listed Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State.
1: That's your yeah. final four?
0: That's your top? Four? Know, oh, my final four? Your top four right
1: now. Who's your top four right now?
0: My final four right now, uh, the top three are solidified. I would move Florida State out. And, um, like, right now today, I would put Oregon there. But the problem is Oregon Oregon and Washington play against each other.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't – to me, those are the top four teams right now in the country. I would have Texas at five, Bama at six, mm -mm. Ohio State at seven. Why That's Bama at six, Ohio State is seven?
0: Thinking. Here's the thing. Huh? Why why you got Bama in front of
1: Ohio State? Because they've won 10 in a row. I mean, we used to go off of recency bias. This is how they picked the four playoff teams forever.
0: Oh, they played the number two team in the selection. country, though, JB. Like they Ohio. gotta matter.
1: So what?
0: Oh, how Bama has to play Georgia this week. What do you mean? Okay, I, so we'll I, know, but I'm saying to this point. I'm, you said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, time out.
1: We're not going to give Florida State a fucking pass with no quarterback and not Ohio State. Ohio State's quarterback's garbage, bro. I- I'm just telling y'all right now. If Ohio State had a quarterback, they'd be fucking much better. Ohio State don't have a quarterback. I don't want to see Ohio State in the playoffs. They do not have a quarterback, and Ryan Day has yet to win a be- meaningful football game. So until I see Ryan Day proving to me that he can win a big game, I don't want to see that same movie again. And I know Florida State can't win it without a quarterback. So those two teams, to me, are gone. Milrow and Bama gives me an opportunity to win with his feet in college football. Let's just keep it real. He just threw a touchdown to beat a rival in rivalry a week.
0: Hell of a throw! One hell, hell of an of NFL a throw. throw!
1: Hell of an NFL but throw! Is he,
0: but but Mil- that, but let's be saying, real. Let's no keep a brass tack, JB. Wins. All year long, we've been talking about this fucking Jalen Milrow I talking to, on T Rich Thursdays. I know. How good is he? How he ain't been that good this year. So don't he give, has it, you but keep guess what? that same energy. It gives you an opportunity. And I've seen, is, I've seen the Kito House. State. State. I'm losing his name right now. Help me in the chat, McCord. McCord. I've seen him multiple games this year he's too. National big time three touchdown games, four touchdowns. is well against too. He's
1: a stiff. In my opinion, he's a bit stiff. Milro got better throughout the year by the way stiff mccord has not mccord's gotten worse against lesser competition in my opinion i don't think other than the michigan game penn state we know that game it was defense no offense michigan he didn't do anything um i, I don't want to see florida state and ohio state without a quarterback playing in a final four you're telling me you possibly would would see Ohio State without a quarterback who has any competitive drive in my opinion. I saw him lay down and take it in the ass the other day. I do not want that dude. Hold on before the
0: thing. You, you saw you saw him not do a thing and they were one score away from beating the number 2 That's team important. in the nation so, so with we no we wanna, quarterback at all. So do
1: we want to see that in the playoff again? Another 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 Ryan Day could have not should have been a better. Fuck that! He hasn't won anything. Why do I want to see another one score away opportunity? No, that's, that's fair. That's
0: Just fair. That's fair.
1: I'd rather see Texas, who haven't, who
0: because Quinn winning. Ewers is back. I'm with you. Quinn Ewers is a bad boy. Exactly. Back.
1: I'd rather see Bama with Millrow with his feet, give an opportunity to win. I'd rather see Panix. I'd rather see even McCarthy, who I'm not huge on, but at least Michigan's done what they've done. So. Let's just be honest. And if that'll be Georgia, I still think Georgia's better than Ohio State, Texas. Um, and you could argue the winner of Oregon, Washington gets in. I mean, the other ones out. I mean, it but just is you, what but, it.
0: but yeah, again, now it's kind of contradicting though. Your argument against Ohio State not being in is because of recency bias, which you told me. So if Georgia was to lose against Bama. They should be out there. No, it's not. You didn't listen. I said it's about quarterback play.
1: Georgia's quarterback played great all year. Ohio State don't have a quarterback to be deserving of a playoff, dog. Georgia does. Period. It's not just recency bias. It's about Florida State and Ohio State not having a quarterback. I don't want to see that
0: movie in the playoffs. But like you said, yeah. J.J. McCarthy, he's decent. I guess he's, he's going to get drafted. Yeah, in Michigan's gonna get at. in.
1: They deserved it. No coach and all the drama. Like, no, there's no ifs and buts about it. He deserves to be in. I'm it. not
0: arguing. I think they should. I'm just saying, like, if we focus just on quarterback, I hear you. I, we can go back and forth on that all day. I just think Ohio State is fucking loaded outside the quarterback position. And I wouldn't mind seeing the best receiver in the nation, like I've been saying all year. In the playoff and see and see what, what they could do. It's not like it's not, it's not like Michigan went out there and beat the fuck out of them, and it wasn't even close. And that was one, that was one of the best games of the year. It went down to the wire. It was going back and forth all game long, toe to toe. And it's a number two team in the nation. So that's all I'm saying. If you go toe-to-toe with the number two team in the nation, well, shit, you ain't the top four team. That's my own. That's that's all I'm saying. But in reality, though, I'm not gonna lie, I really do think Oregon is a top four team right now, but the problem is. They got to play Washington in the Pac 12, and the loser's not going to make it. But if you really act like you put a live detective test on me right now, I would say right now, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and the way Oregon is playing, and the way Bo Nix has been looking, Bo Nix might be the Heisman. The way Bo Again, Nicks is looking, another quarterback team. I know. I don't want to
1: see fucking teams with no quarterback, homie. Why are you arguing this? I'm like, a- You want to see Ohio State with a stiff out there get into the playoffs?
0: I'm saying if if you want to see if, a
1: third string quarterback possibly lead a Florida State team who's gone through the worst conference in college football, the ACC, you want to see him in the playoffs. J.B., this
0: is what I'm undefeated. saying. I'm not. I'm not over here just boosting for Ohio State. What I'm saying is, if if no, not sure Georgia beats if Georgia beats, ben- you think that this whole argument is because you really think Bama's going to beat Georgia? I don't. I do not. I think Georgia's going to fucking beat them by. Ten plus points after I saw the performance from Bama. Bama been, saved, been coaching know, his ass and Bama's been different. winning, but it ain't been looking pretty. You can't I use that.
1: Th- you can't use that theory because New Mexico State beat Auburn the week before.
0: Come I on, think Auburn. Georgia is going to take care of Bama. Okay, so assume let's, let's let's just use assume assume I'm right. Let, 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 that's let, let's assume Georgia beats Bama. Michigan's going to win, and then let's say the Washington Oregon game. That's I don't even care. Washington wins Oregon. Is, whatever. watch A Pac-12 team will be in that third spot. My only argument is that Florida State is not top four without their quarterback, regardless. Somebody got to take that fourth spot. I don't care if it's Ohio State. I don't care if it's Bama. I don't care if it's Texas. Hell, I don't care if Oregon loses by two points and somehow they put them in the fourth spot. Florida State it's just not a top four team. To me, putting Florida State in, it's kind of going to be like how TCU got in last year. This is my point, James Simmons.
1: Isn't this my point, the whole fucking argument? There is no point. I told you just this last year. When it goes to 12 playoffs next year, both Bama and Georgia, in this current scenario, are getting in. That playoff, that SEC title game means absolutely nothing. And you'll see guys sit out. telling you, you guys have set this up for failure. Trust me. Not you, but everybody out there that set this thing up has set it up for failure. They never thought about this particular scenario that kids already are sitting out ball games to go get ready for NFL why would they not start sitting out extra season 12 playoff now i've got to go play four playoff games possibly
0: come on man one really? more thing let me ask you this though wouldn't you want to see georgia and bama in the like in the playoffs though like if if they're, the best, if they're
1: the best
0: It's the scenario though
1: goes back to my strength of schedule deal so if I'm going to play that first scenario that we we said, Bama played Texas, let's say, Georgia, let's say they start off with Oregon, um, and then they play, and then they, then let's say Michigan plays uh, Washington, and then all these things, you would know. And guess what? Georgia's only loss was to, miss, to Bama at the end, after they beat in Oregon during the year, and after they beat whatever. Those two, to
0: me, deserve to be in the final four. But even using, of, even using even using as an example, let's use this year. Texas and Bama actually did play each other. But what do I keep hearing from you, it was the first game of the season. Bama's better than Texas, so damn. Even when they do play each other, no, that's no, still that. no. I'm saying right now that would be huge weigh in
1: right now for next year. So Texas played. You guys did play to my point. All right, Texas, you won. Now Bama has to beat Georgia. If not, they're out. That's the and that's the best four teams. But if Bama wins, Smitty, then I'm, my argument is Georgia's still a top four team. They haven't lost in three years. But Bama lost game one to Texas. So my whole thing is let's play the best early, and now the conference title game means something. Next year it won't mean shit. Bama and Georgia are both getting in right now. In this scenario, Georgia and Bama are both getting in regardless. Of who wins the FCC
0: title game, but you know, you know why it'll still make sense though, because based upon the bracket, of what I'm understanding, is that the top four seeds basically get like a like a buy in a sense; they don't have to play two games; they, they wait for the winner. So no, so so no, 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 that 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 matters a lot. If 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 I'm gonna be a, a fucking four seed or throw, I'm gonna be a three seed versus a fifth seed. That changes everything because I'm playing an additional game, and this is football. Uh, this ain't fucking you, you basketball. Guys, this ain't pick. This ain't fucking tennis. This is football. Injuries matter. Yeah. Anything happening in that additional game. So as a as a player, as a coach, I'm like, nah. We need to go win this shit because we do not need to go play an additional game. So that's why I think what you're saying actually won't matter and, and it won't affect it because players gonna have to play. You can't be no. You can't go out there if you got a chance to be a top four seed and get a bye in football. That's very important. And you know that. You know that.
1: I, I don't know that because you know all it. you're saying to me is, all you're telling me is, it's is real simple. When we boost gas prices up to $8 and then we drop them to 5 and then Biden gets up on the stage and says, prices are coming down. No, they're not. You opi us. You gave us a good old okey-doke. You lied. You've come down $3, but you were up to 8 and we used to be at $3. So we actually were still up $2. This is the same shit, Smitty. Guess what happens when the Final Four play? You still have a bye. Guess when that is? Between the SEC title game and the fucking playoff. Or guess what? You used to have a couple weeks off before you played the Rose Bowl. or, the, or That's your buy. That's yeah. your buy. Why are we thinking this is so... Why is it so hard to understand? No, I'm not talking about get getting a
0: break. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying you're playing... You're literally playing... And if you're a 5 through 12 seed, in order for you to win the whole thing, you have to play an additional game. I'm saying that My as a point. coach, as a head exactly. coach. You don't want that. You don't want an additional game, JB. You there fuck you around your quarterback and you. fucks his leg up and messes his twists his ankle. you D uh uh tears his Achilles. Players are getting hurt and banged up. You don't want that. So if I'm a, if I have the chance to be like, hey, bro, we win one, we in the natty. That's what you want. It's like the NFL teams want to try to be the, the top seed, so they they ain't got to play in the wild card week. It makes your journey easier. It, one game, one football game is like the equivalent of like ten basketball games. You know, you know, who, you know, who,
1: you know who agrees with you. Who losers? Mark Rideout. Is 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 agreeing with you because his a great Saria, man. That's a great Florida man. Gators, his sorry ass Florida Gators are so fucking bad. He's hoping that because they play in the SEC that maybe they'll be the 12th seed with four losses. This is what I'm talking what about. What about
0: Kevin Hall? It's a good black man. He agreed with me. What about him?
1: Kevin Hall. He he he, he 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 whitewashed. So here's the thing. Like this is the issue we got. You know, a brother wear a suit, he whitewashed. He, um, he,
0: look, he got his hair greased up. Yeah, he, 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 he 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 Kevin Hall
1: Kevin Hall, shout out to Kevin Hall, he became a member today, shout out to you, and I'm just fucking with you. You know why i remember member?
0: Because he a brother, no and he's a brother you know, on Kevin on Kevin That's why I'm on the show, Hall. so I can bring the black people, the black no, people just, on the show. Kevin Hall was already, he was coming here already. He, remember he, he, was, he was, was a member was. for me though, he was a member for me though. Let my boy yeah. Sheldon, you know what I mean? Come on now. that Just Sheldon,
1: look like fake ass RG3. All right, so look, here's the thing. Uh, let's, get, let's get into Bobby Petrino. That that segment went way too long. Uh, pound the like button. Bobby Petrino. All right, so this is a guy who's a really, really good offensive coach. All right, really good quarterback guy. Gets after the quarterback like no other. Cuts the motherfuckers out. They brought him back at Arkansas. Now, I don't know if you know the story. Big Smitty, if anybody knows the story. Um, that was him in Arkansas. Do you know why that was him in Arkansas? Mm-mm. So he got caught cheating on his wife with a broad on the back of a motorcycle. And the motherfucker crashed with her on there. Fucking wife filed divorce, sued him. I mean, he's back coaching Smitty. He's back coaching though. That ain't no big deal, dog. No. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's, 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 it's I don't. I don't get this
0: privilege. I mean, because you, you, you like you like that too.
1: I don't get the privilege though.
0: Well, Our listen, God, you, God. you don't. You don't get the privilege in a coaching space because you are so connected to us. Hey,
1: by the way, hey Ron. Uh, wait, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, Chris Doggett. Two things can be true. Chris Doggett is onto something here. Of course, I have a really good friend on that staff at the time. The truth of the matter is, um, that's not true either, Chris Doggett. You're wrong on that. Okay, you're right about him getting his ass beat. You're wrong about who did it. And I'm gonna tell you who did it. I'll tell you right now, Fuck
0: it, it was JB. He
1: got he got fucked up in the weight room by his assistants. Because he was getting out of line talking some shit and he got into it with some assistance and they 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 touched him up a little bit and they, they obviously they were fired departed ways. He got fired, the whole thing blew up. He also did wreck, a motorcycle. So he did both. What we know from the actual facial issue, the neck, all this shit you see, which is an embarrassment. We don't know if it came from the ass whooping or the wreck. But nobody brought out the ass whooping. But it happened in the weight room. And by his own staff. I'm just telling you right now. That is what happened. He, he talked to Kat a certain way. He was at. I mean, he is what he is. I'm just telling you. That all happened. Now, having said that... <clears throat> So what makes me some years go by and all right, well, shit. It's been four years for me. Ain't nobody calling me. You I'm going to call him. Gonna get a I'm going to boy circle. Man. Hey, I'm just telling you. Man, you know better than me, man. Me I got players hitting me up to coach, but admin's scared. I got players telling me they don't want to fuck with this guy. Admins hire him. Make, make it make sense.
0: Um Yeah, man.
1: What's your take on him going back to where
0: he was the head coach to be the OC? It's wild. I mean, I really feel like they're setting him up to be the head coach again at some point. That's what they're doing, you know, because we all know you got to be a coordinator first before you could be a head coach. And I think they, they would want him to be the head coach right now. But they know optically it wouldn't look right. Even out from the way don't look right, but at least you got a little bit of more wiggle room to play around with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they can ever hire him back at Arkansas. Man, I'm telling you, we, th- we did think they could hire him back, period. And he's the OC. OC is one step away, basically, from the head coach. You go out there, and Arkansas's office the next two years starts to shoot up and, and start to, you know, these guys are a top 15 offense in the country. They score 30-plus points every single game. These guys are winning game. Now they're going to be looking at why are they scoring points? Why are they and then this guy could be right there in, in alignment. So my my conspiracy is that they're trying to set him up to become the, the head coach again. It might be three years from now, four years from now, but to me, that's the longer-term plan. And, um, yeah, you know it, man. Once you get into that family, that, that coaching kind of circle, they just keep recycling you, and you keep getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And then once they throw you out, it's hard to get back in, and um, that's what it is. Uh, the difference
1: between Sark is Sark was a head coach before twice, and then Nick Saban saved the day. See, Nick Saban saved more coaches than Social Security. <laughs> Nick Saban has saved coaches, and then he allows them to get rehired. Petrino just was with Jimbo, and he did 100%. take over a Missouri State team, Um, and, and, and went undefeated after a year of struggling and he went the Juco route, went to the Juco route. Um, but we're going to break that down. Um, Oregon state next up on the docket, Oregon state found their man, big Smitty by the name of Trent Bray, a good friend of mine's dad, or a good friend of mine, Craig Bray is the father of Trent Bray. Trent Bray is about 40, I believe. Um, I think it's a good, solid hire. I think he wants to be at Oregon State. His daddy was the former D.C. at Oregon State, Craig Bray. Mm. But I want to dive into a video of them introducing him to the Oregon State team. Um, Great to and see take you
2: guys. I want to tell you that we have uh, been on a journey for a couple days. National search. Interviewing seven candidates. Our best guy of that bunch, without question, and new leader, Coach Trent Brant.
1: This place, um, believe in you. Believe in what we can do. Right? The long, the, as I'm going through this deal, right, the more I believe you this uh, administration. Right, what's going? So the point of it is, they could have cheered for him for 30 minutes. Yeah, they loved him. Deion Sand is in trouble, bro. I'm not Ooh. saying Deion Sanders in trouble because of this guy. My. Y'all don't listen. You don't you just hear what I say. Deion Sanders is in trouble because Oregon has a guy just like this guy that all the brothers want to play for. And Dan Lanning. Mm. Arizona State has a guy, even though they're struggling, that they want to play for. Arizona has a dude they want to play for. And Winningham in Utah, you know they want to play for him. And there's a lot of other young and upcoming dudes that are nobodies that the players know are genuine. And I'm going to tell you, those kids right there, did you see their Colorado team fucking that hyped up when Deion took the job? No. I'm using Deion as an example. You don't see this for anybody. You don't see this very often. This little scrawny little white kid walks in there who's been the linebacker safety coach or whatever he was there, walks in there, and they could not have been happier to have this dude as their head coach. Like, you saw when the motherfuckers started standing up and hugging them, and then they they still wouldn't sit down. They they stood out, and they started clapping again. Dog, they got a guy they like. And those kids in that room, and then now he's got to go out and recruit. He's got to go do his thing. But if there's guys like this, then I don't mean nobody. That's a bad word to use. I I know Cisco's trying to call me out here. Uh, I don't mean nobody, but what I mean is he's not the name of Deion yeah. Sanders. He's not the name of these guys. If a guy like that has the attention of a, of a locker room in the Pac-12 team, a, a, you know, a conference team like this, you don't think there's a lot more out there? You don't think that... Sean Lewis is gonna take over the San Diego State job, gonna have that reception.
0: Nah, it, it won't be like that. It'll be good, it won't be that good. Because like I'll, I'll start from a player standpoint, you mentioned you, Sean Lewis, though. Not you right mentioned now. this cat was the line, you said the line he was the linebackers coach for this team. I think mean, I think he might have been the DC. DC. So the reason why they're reacting with so much praise as well, when you have already a great relationship with the coach who's already there, who's already been there. D-line coach, D coordinator, whatever, and they're already a part of this unit, they already understand who you are, and they get that promotion. And if it's one of your coaches who you rock with, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like, okay, like, we about to really turn them now. Like, you got, like, that player's coach who's a position guy or whatever, he leveled up. Like, my, my D-line coach was Chad Will. I think he's a DC at IU now. But he, he was my D-line coach at Ball State. If he would have got the head coaching job at Ball State when Pete Limbo left, we would have lost our mind through the chair. Oh, my God. It's like So, like, I think it's different when you have a coach who's already there get promoted versus an outsider coach. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not end. comparing that.
1: I, I get what you're saying, and I get you know everybody in the chat. I get everybody in the chat what they're saying. This kid's already been there. I
0: get the relationship. Now, yeah, like Marcus Freeman. That's a good example. Everybody got yeah, real yeah, hype yeah, yeah. for Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame yeah. the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this kid's going to go out and win a daddy. What I'm telling you is that they're clearly bought in. And there are a lot of other guys that I said, nobodies. I don't mean it this yeah, way, yeah. but nobody's there's a shitload of these guys out there. And it's just going to make the primetime Deion Sanders brand even harder to win because listen, Oregon state kids aren't leaving right now. They're staying. Colorado kids are leaving. And you just had a year with your footprint on this thing. There's no one's leaving Oregon. Maybe shitbirds, kids that got cut or didn't play. No one's leaving Arizona. You got to understand, these are the up-and-coming teams, not only in the league or in this new Big Ten or whatever, but in the nation. You're competing versus national kids at the Power 5 level. Colorado's still a Power 5 school. That's time I checked, even though they going to the Big 12. So you still got to go recruit at a national level, and you're losing kids because you're going with the mercenary approach. Eighty percent portal, ten percent JUCO, ten percent high school. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. I he's perfect for Oregon State. You know why? Because not no offense, he's a nobody. But he's a nobody in the big picture of things. And he, I believe, he's a perfect fit there at a school like that. They're 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 consuming San Diego, San Jose, uh, fucking UNLV. This is a conference. You should win and have a shot at going to a playoff. I mean, now we're in 12 team playoff. Fuck everybody gets a trophy. Why not? Um, next up, Jerry Jones has resurfaced, a lawsuit has resurfaced. Woman claiming to be Jerry Jones' daughter files a defamation lawsuit against Dallas Cowboy owner and alleged, allegedly that the billionaire devised a plan to portray her as an extortionist. So This is not going away, Smitty. He continued, but we don't talk about it at all. Have you noticed? I don't see him popping up on ESPN this morning. I don't see anybody talking about shit like this. Money talks,
0: bullshit walks. Jerry, yeah. I'm gonna say this real quick. Jerry got a lot of power, and I'm gonna keep it at. I'm gonna keep it at that. But you know where you know where I work at, and there's been times when I've been told to not post certain things about hey, yeah. this person. Because of that. So I'm, that's all I'm going to keep it at that. I, I know.
1: know. That's what I'm saying. There's a reason why they didn't lead off ESP today with it. I'll get up. Yeah. So this motherfucker got a bunch of people by the ball. He got a bunch of people by the ball. Hey, you, give me the nuts. Give me the nuts. We don't bring it up at all. He got daughters by every motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <And, laughs> he got You, get, daughters. A you, get, a you yeah. get a daughter.
0: You get a daughter. You get a daughter. You get a daughter. you a daughter. You're my daughter.
1: You're my daughter. Um uh, God. Hey man, Josh Dobbs may not be the guy in Minnesota. Um, Kevin O'Connell won't commit to Josh Dobbs, the quarterback after the bye. He said, Well, look at everything. A quote by him also, Kevin O'Connell has said, Whoever can get Justin Jefferson the ball will be the starter. Mm. Now that's kind of a slap to me where a guy that's been real gung-ho on Kevin, I mean on Josh Dobbs, and now Saying that to a guy because he threw three picks, four picks or whatever, two of them were dropped balls, by the way, to me is kind of a shot for a guy that's been – like, Dobbs just keeps getting the short end of the stick, it seems like, homie. Like, kudos to Josh Dobbs and Perseverance, man. I love the kid to death. I think the kid is fucking what a quarterback should be. Don't ever get a fucking house. Don't buy a house in any of these cities, Josh Dobbs, because, goddamn, you're out of there. You better rent, rent to rent. Like, Smitty, you better get a new apartment. But get a TV with logo on it next. But but other than that, um, Josh Dobbs <laughs> may not be the guy in Minnesota. Like, who is the guy there then?
0: I, I, literally, I literally don't know. I have no idea who the next quarterback is. Like, exactly. Who, who is the backup quarterback? So who knows? I don't know. I, I guess I, I think it, whoever the cat was that got hurt the first game the Doms got there is probably who they're talking about going back to, is, is my yeah. assumption. I don't know. So.
1: Next up, uh, Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator who left as a head coach to go with Deion Sanders. Shout out to Juco Football Frenzy. If you don't follow Juco Football Frenzy, he's a great friend and a program watcher. Check him out. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram, Juco Football Frenzy, all the updated Juco news in America. Plus, also he shares Division One coaching moves. Um, plus, he has all the players' um, contacts and information that he shares. I love the hire because I love that he got out of there, meaning there, meaning Colorado, because I thought he got a fucked over short end of a stick there. No knock on Dion for doing what he did because he only knows his program's heartbeat. I'm not there. Um, So I'm not going to speak on any of that. What I'm saying is, though, it's for him specifically. Glad he got out. He was a head coach. He wasn't winning big games in the MAC and all that yet. He just kind of got that place going, but he had churned him a little bit, had him going in a better direction at Kent State. I like that he's back in the helm. He's a great offensive mind. He did not get to run his offense. I know that. I'm telling you right now. And I love what he. I love this move right here. I'd go. I'd go fuck with him in San Diego State. Should I stay at the house? fix me. I, mean, I could still live here. I just drive every day. Hours only about hour fifteen.
0: But, you know, coaches be coaching all day long. It's a hell of a drive. You you have yeah, to rest. Go, look, come
1: back home around one. I, I, I sleep. I, I leave here about four. Go back.
0: That's not hell no. You can't fucking live off three hours of sleep every single day as a coach. Are you crazy? And expect to be at your best? Hell no. You crazy as hell. No. You can Zoom in all you want to, JB. You can't get no 2 <laughs> hours of
1: sleep. Does he understand what the fuck we did, I've done my whole life? That's what the football coaching is, bro. What are you talking about? You don't think your ball state coaches did that?
0: Not every single night. Three hours of sleep? Yeah, that's what you do. That is what you do. What do you mean? But then you got an hour and a half commute, two-hour commute?
1: Not, but not at three in the morning, not at... F-
0: Forty minutes, forty-five morning. at least. Smithy
1: don't get it, Coach Davis. Smithy don't know. Co- hey, you know, players don't know until they go into that coaching world. That's what it is. Sometimes I will stay at Edub's house. I stay with Josh. Okay. I stay okay. at a-
0: if I had to. As your homie, I prefer you to do that so you not because I don't want you, you know, smoking, drinking, half sleeping, the, the wheel, the you know tire go flat. You
1: know How many times I slept in an office? Not healthy. Either is fucking drinking fucking all the fucking five-hour energy. Stop. So what? You can die walking your doggy. I'll sleep when I die. Stop. Um, I like to hire a big smitty. I like to hire, he'll probably hire some good young coaches. San Diego State, you're not gonna be able to hire some big name guys. You can't pay them, not per the capita of rent, and the highest city, highest priced city in America is San Diego right now. So why don't you reach out? they can't pay like that, Um uh, reach out for what?
0: What you, you mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. You don't want me in San Diego State, by the way. Yes, we do. I, we and do. You know we
0: all want you at San Diego State. i tell
1: you right now. You don't want me in San Diego You talking about all them decommissioned calls? Oh, I you going to be in San Diego State. <laughs> I,
0: want, I, call Sean Lewis. I know you connect you with want, everybody. You want?
1: You want – Cats that should be going to Bama end up in San Diego. You don't want it. I'm just telling you right now. You, you don't have me, cats, still
0: connected to the still street. They'll be cats in San Diego. Cats
1: be like, how the fuck San say get fucking five star left tackle from fucking
0: Louisiana? Huh. Ooh. Uh, what y'all think, Chad? I want to see it,
1: man. Hey, that'd be only similar because it's close to the house. It's
0: seeing. close, you know, Weddle out there. It's nice. It's still, you know, like, come up. Hey, man, I don't know. Hey, it don't hurt to do a phone call, connect the dots, just see what he's talking about. Hmm?
1: I'm going to Vegas this morning. I kind of like going to Vegas. I like that. I like this still.
0: But listen, you are single, but are you going to Vegas. Are you going to max it out? You got to
1: read what it says underneath. You got to read what it says underneath.
0: Having the ability to do what you want, when you want, where you want. Are you going to maximize being single in Vegas? There's a lot of opportunity to be single in Vegas. You be chilling in the hotel. You be gambling, drinking. That's a good time. But you got to go out there and get on some of the- oh, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but. JB can recruit with the big boys, lol. Would be great to see. Is that Adrian Peterson? I don't know. I thought I I was.
1: (laughs) I ain't gonna dive into it. Like that
0: that was that was DeAndre Peterson.
1: (laughs) I got more motherfuckers in the NFL than D1 coaches, but I can't recruit. All right, look. Let's dive into the next thing. Uh, David Shaw. Let's come back to David Shaw. I got a person that's. Just hit us up. We're going to have a special guest on in seven minutes, Big Smitty. And uh it is going to be the former interim head coach of the University of Colorado Buffalo, the hey. former offensive coordinator, University of Colorado Buffaloes, and the current head coach at Shafee College, who just went 11-0 in his first season as a JUCO coach at Chafee College, Darren Sheverini. He'll be joining us in seven minutes. Let's take a quick break. Bring Darren back in, Coach Chev when he gets back here. Um, and, uh, by the way, he also coached Patrick Mahomes. What? At Texas Tech. And he's going to give me all the beef because he loves Patrick. And he knows.
0: I'm going to get spicy. I'm <laughs> going to get spicy. Big <laughs> time guest. I'm going to give me some avocado toast real quick with some pico. Get my little free, get my little Vita juice. And we're going to be back ready for this.
1: This motherfucker said avocado soda. Coast. Take me away, Baylor. come out and say it's not as serious as maybe we thought, but then that could be fluff too. Where, what do you yeah. think?
3: So, uh, <laughs> Aaron Jones has had more MCL injuries than I can even think of. He said at least six MCL injuries. Um, and they're almost all to the right side, I want to say. Um, but the MCL is the, the ligament that runs north to south on the inside of the knee, usually getting tackled you Get tackled on the outside and the inside buckles, which is usually why it happens. Um, the, M- the MCL does attach to the meniscus deep, um, and is a protector of the ACL. So sometimes, if the MCL goes out, the ACL will come along for the ride. And, and if the meniscus is involved with it, that can be what we call the unhappy triad. Um, this is at the minimum an MCL. Um, I don't know if his ACL. He had enough, you know, of, of the of the angle. It was possible. I couldn't get zoomed in enough to see if it's, if, it's, if, it's, if the bone shifted, which is usually what happens. But if they said, hey, it's not as bad as we thought, that may be a good sign. Uh, Jones has done this, obviously, so many times he knew it was serious enough to be distraught over it. Is he out this week? Of course. Um, but is he out a long time? I, I don't know. I would say probably minimum two weeks up to a month uh is, is probably realistic remember he's coming off that hamstring as well or you know re-injury to the original hamstring aj Dillon has groin um so they, they you know they're both banged up they just signed uh james robinson and somebody else so you know that tells you kind of a little bit uh, and they got a short week just to college told
1: real quick you know a guy that was up for the heisman um might have ruined florida state's chances at a at a, at a playoff mm-hmm. How bad was it? How significant is it? Not only is this Florida State career over, is this guy's career over or, or is it is it a possibility? Ooh, look back.
3: So um, th- this is one of two injuries, likely. I mean, there could be a couple of weird things that could happen, but this is either an ankle dislocation or an ankle fracture dislocation. Um, I will give you two examples. The one that is probably easiest to remember is Dak Prescott. Ooh. And the second one is Trey Lance, and they both happen to be quarterbacks. But the the if you saw that the foot, the way the foot was facing, and he wasn't, you know, um, you yeah, usually that means it's dislocated, and usually it takes a fracture to do that, uh, which not always. But usually, um, if it was just dislocated, and it, which is unlikely but possible, you're looking at about eight weeks, which is a bad. If it's fractured and dislocated, you're looking at six to eight months. Ooh, Big, difference. Big difference. Was there but, a possible
1: compound fracture there or no?
3: I mean, it's possible, it's unlikely. He could have had what we call a bimalleolar or trimalleolar, which basically means you break multiple bones in the ankle, usually the fibula, the small one on the outside. You can break the medial malleolus, which is that one on the inside, the end of the, the tibia. And you can break, you know, some of the other little bones in there. Um, usually it doesn't do that he will have arthritis at some point in his life because of this it's inevitable unfortunately um it depends on the severity of the ligament tear. that's the the bones are going to heal i'm not really worried about them it's the ligaments that really cause the, the frustration and 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 that's usually the problem with these um is and that's why you saw Dak not really be able to run for a couple of years like and he could throw fine But he just didn't have the mobility if you just trend it i figured this was about the year that he would have that increase in mobility you know is that why trey lance never made it is it because it messes with the footwork it messes with his his his, his mobility his ability to push off i don't i don't know the the change the game
0: don't change for me i'm a i live in the trench and i always have so the only thing that i can't do really is high low so it what, since I have this problem all the time. We talk about it all the time. Why is my brain and neck and shoulders not as important as the skill players? And then why are they What – what is with the pussification of the skill players, but then we glorify the physicality of the big guys? Why do we have this double standard in the
2: National Football League where it's like a triple standard? You have rules for the quarterback where he's like treated like a punter. If you touch him or blow on him, he falls over. I wonder how quarterbacks feel about
0: them being called punters. You have rules for the skill players. Like the running back can't lower his head to use it as a weapon, and neither can the –
1: All right, we're back in the building. We're back in the building. Avocado toast. Are you fucking shitting me? Um, Without further ado, um, a real good friend of mine, Juco Legend himself uh, from the Southern California area, Played at the University of Colorado, uh, played receiver there, was drafted in the NFL, um, and uh has been coaching ever since and has made his name in the power five level at Texas Tech, University of Colorado, his alma mater. Uh, you all know Matt McChesney's on the show every day. He also is an alma mater alumni um who loves the buffs. Uh, my one of my best friends in the world, David Hagens, at Colorado, of course. And uh, this guy is a really good friend and uh, a great, great coach doing it big in JUCO. He's the head coach at Shafee Community College as we speak right now, who just took the first year, just took them to an 11-0 undefeated season. He was the interim head coach at the University of Colorado most recently before that. Um, And he, this is not the guy, by the way. And, um, and now he's the head coach at safety Community College here in the IE, Darren severini What up, coach?
0: What's going what up, on, baby? Coach? Nice to meet you.
1: What
2: up, man? What up, JB? How we doing, man? Man, we're chilling, man. We're chilling. You got school or home. I'm at home right now. I'm uh I'm gonna I'm gonna hit some schools this morning recruiting. So I'm gonna hit some some local schools out here in the Corona area. So <laughs> Uh, hey now uh, now the season's over i'm you know i don't need to be scripting practice or anything so i'm just on the road a lot no
1: doubt no doubt uh man i I miss those shirts i i was like i had deja vu it's the same damn shirts we had i just don't think we were under armor then we were like swap me
2: (laughs) (laughs) no doubt man no doubt hey hey, man hell of a job you did there man
1: um you, I think JUCO people, I, think, I don't think people realize that what we do, uh, taking over bad programs, which I've done my whole life, you've done your whole life, and turning them rather quickly, it can be done nowadays. You say it can be done now easier than it could be back in our day, or you think because of the landscape, because of the portal, because of people moving around so
2: e- easily, I guess? I, th- I think it's easier nowadays because, you know, with the influence of social media, the different platforms you can to reach kids and connect with them on different levels. I think that helps you, you know, in the communication aspect, because as you know, JB, recruiting comes down to trust and communication. And these kids just want to feel like, you know, you're going to help them. At the end of the day, that's all they want. They want to know if you can help them achieve their goals as players, as people. And, um, you know, obviously getting this job at Chafee as late as I got this job. I mean, I got this job at the end of May, which to think about that is just crazy. To get the job at the end of may zero players on the roster you know and built it really and i had zero coaches too i mean i had zero coaches when i walked in that building so you know i hired i hired a good friend of mine who's a good football coach junior tanavasa and we just went to work man and we built a really talented freshman group that played a good schedule of teams and to be able to beat teams like santa Ana and, and pasadena college twice I mean, Pasadena's got a really good football program and Coach Tucker does a good job, but for us to beat them twice and win the conference and win the division championship, man, that just shows a lot about these kids. You know, they they played their hearts out all year and they believed in my vision and uh, shoot, man, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work, but uh, as you know, JB, we wear a lot of hats at the junior college level. You know, I spent 10 years at the division one level and I worked harder this year as a junior college head coach than I did the last 10 years. And so that that tells <laughs> yeah. you a lot. <laughs>
1: hey, you know, most D1 cats don't even want to touch the Juco thing. You know that better than anybody. Uh, junior, you know, I hired Junior at Indy, man, before I left there. I was I was trying to get Junior up there with me. Uh, so shout out to my Uso. We got some Uso's in the, in the chat right here. Uh, a lot of people are excited to hear you hear you today, man. So look, you took the interim job at Colorado. Um, you were the head coach there, and you did a hell of a job there. When you uh, when when when, the, when they made a decision to move on, you took it, and I know you would have loved to have that that opportunity. And I think people look at it now and they're like, oh, okay, now he's a JUCO head
2: coach and goes undefeated. What if? What could? Like, do you get that ever?
1: Yeah, I get it a lot,
2: man. I mean, even even myself. You know, I was in a position as the interim head coach. I interviewed for the head job twice. I felt like I should have got the job. You know, honest, obviously they went in a different direction. But, yeah, there's, a, there's so many great players that we were able to sign during my time at Colorado that when I was let go and, they, and I moved on to a different opportunity that they left. I mean, Jarek Broussard was the Pac-12 player of the year. He transferred out. Christian Gonzalez was a first-round draft pick. He transferred out. Mark Perry transferred to TCU, who's, who just got invited to the East-West Shrine game. So a lot of really good football players left and, um, you know, Brendan Rice, who's at USC, who's going to be a, probably a top round pick also left. I mean, mm. we had a good core of players that were from that, from that 2018, 19 signing class that ended up leaving after, you know, things didn't go, you know, the way we thought they were going to go. So, um, it was disappointing. You know, I love CU. I'm always going to root for the buffs and, uh, hopefully I'll be back there someday. i'm just going to continue to work my way up again as a as a head coach you know and um that was kind of my goal coming back down to junior college i've kind of proven myself as a coordinator i've proven myself as a recruiter i've proven myself as a receiver coach develop a lot of talent in the nfl but now i wanted to to kind of bet on myself as a head football coach and kind of make a name for myself and and i know it can be done california junior college is a good football as you know jb there's good football being played in junior in southern california so you know, when you go undefeated, man, it gets people's attention.
1: No doubt. has. Uh, I'm not going to ask if people reached out to you already, but we know the landscape's moving. Sean Lewis, who was the OC there, who was a head coach in the MAC, Dion hired. He goes there. De- you know, the him. whatever it may happen. I don't know. I'm, I wasn't there. So he gets the job at San Diego State. I, I like the hire. Um, I would have liked you to
2: get the job. That would have been a great job. But I like the hire. Um, do you like the hire? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Sean. I mean, I think he proved himself at Kent State. He did a good job early as the coordinator. I'm not sure what happened between him and and coach, coach Sanders at CU, but obviously something happened, but you know, he's, he's honored. He's on to greener pastures and you know, for me, I mean, there's been people reaching out. I think it's just a matter of what's the right, what's the next step for me and what's the right move for me. I mean, I'm not going to make decisions too quickly. I'm going to just, you know, enjoy this ride that I'm on right now and we Put a lot of hard work in. We have a banquet tonight for at uh mm. at Hidden Valley Golf Course, and we're going to celebrate this team, you know. And, and whenever you go undefeated, man, it's um, it's going to go down in the history as one of the great teams in Chafee football history. So that's that's something to celebrate and and celebrate these kids. No question. Uh, now no that's doubt.
0: huge, coach. Of, like I said, nice to meet you as well. I mean, I, I mean, going undefeated. Any level, any team is extremely hard to do, especially you know hearing your story. You get there in May, no players, no coaches. Have like it, it almost sounds like an impossible feat when you think about it. And to not only go out there and have success, but to be undefeated. I mean, I got to give you all your flowers right now for that. Um, one thing that I, I kind of want to just get educated on from because I, I come from a player's perspective. Um, you know, play the ball state. You know, uh, haven't coached before, so I, I, I like to learn more. Talk about this the the road, the journey that, that it takes to really, you know, I guess climb the ranks, so to speak in the coaching, in the coaching rankings. Cause it kind of seems like it's a, it's a who you know, not what you know type of field, but I could be wrong. You know, I think,
2: I think the thing that you're seeing more and more nowadays is guys want to jump into prominent roles and mm-hmm. you have to put in the time. You have to be willing to grind and sacrifice and work yourself up. I mean, when I first started coaching, My first coaching job was at Mount Sac Junior College, you know, I was just out of playing professional football and I I knew I wanted to coach and didn't make much money and, you know, just, you know, showed up every day learning and working. I think that the main thing that people have to understand is that you're not going to jump into making money right away, you know, you're going to have to earn your stripes and you got to develop yourself as a coach, even though you're a good football player, or you were a really good football, either D lineman or receiver O lineman or quarterback, you have to learn how to coach. You have to understand structure. You have to understand organization. You have to understand the details that go into game planning. There's so many little intricacies that people don't really understand. They just watch the game and think, Oh, I want to coach, but there's so much behind the scenes of, you know, getting up at 430 in the morning, being in the office all day, you know, even at the junior college level. I mean, we're still grinding, even though we're not making the money I was making at the Division One level. We're still putting in the hours. And so, you know, if you if you if you want to get into coaching, it's it's a sacrifice. You know, I see these ex NFL players and I'm a I'm a former NFL player, but they say, hey, I want to be a, I want to I want to be the head coach. I, I want to. Well, yeah, we all want to be head coaches. You know, you got to put in the work. <laughs> to become a head coach. you got to be an assistant first. got to be a graduate assistant first. Then then be a position coach. Then be a coordinator. Then become a head football coach. So you can't Mm. skip steps. I mean, I think you see sometimes that guys do skip some steps, and it doesn't usually turn out well because you're not ready, and there's a process to it. So um, I've been fortunate to be coaching college football now for 17 years. Mm. Um, This is my first coaching job, my first head coaching job, and I was, yeah, I was the interim at Colorado, and felt like I was ready to get that job, but the powers that be decided that I wasn't. So, you know, you keep moving, you keep working on your craft and keep getting better. And one thing I'm a firm believer in is that, you know, destiny can be delayed, but it can't be denied. And so, you know, if you're meant to be a head football coach, it's going to happen. If you're meant to be at the top of your profession, it will happen if you work, but you have to work for it. And so, mm. you know, I, I always knew that I was going to be able to do these kind of things. I was just waiting for that opportunity for someone to believe in me to do it, you know? And, you know, I, I know this is not the, my destination, but this is where I'm at right now,
0: man. Yeah, that I, that was beautiful. said, uh, JB, he said, he said destiny can be delayed, but it can't be denied. I need, I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: No well, doubt. if you do that, make sure you send me my money.
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going to give
1: you 10%. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you guys smoke another brick house tonight after the uh, banquet. Uh Listen, let me ask you this. The portal thing is, a. Is, uh, I, I did a little clip yesterday. We clipped it out. Big Matt McChesney, you know, he loves you to death. Uh, he did a little, we, we did have a little more video. more injuries than ever. Wonder why philosophies are fucked. Wonder why fucking football is so goddamn watered down. Because of this reason right here. And it's not NIL. It's the portal. You agree to that or no?
2: I think the. I think the portal, there needs to be some legislation, you know, some congressional legislation on the portal. Um, I don't think the portal is a bad thing. I do think that there needs to be steps taken to be able to get into the portal. I think one, you need to be either a grad transfer, or you need to be at least three years into college before you can make that move. Because looking back at my career at the University of Colorado, I mean, I was a 17-year-old freshman that did not redshirt. I did not play a lot my first year. I played a little bit, but I did not redshirt. And so, I could have been one of those people that have been like, Hey man, I'm not playing enough. I need to transfer out of here. I need to, you know, I need to go to another place that, that loves me more. And, you know, I stayed the course, man. I, you know, I backed up a first round draft pick for two years at the university of Colorado, and I didn't get to start till my junior year. And, you know, my junior year, I, I was all conference. My senior year, I was all conference. Then I got drafted in the NFL. So, I do believe there's going to be some growing pains for young players, whether you're a four star, five star, three star, whatever it is, you're, there's going to be growing pains at the four year level. And I think right now what the portal allows players to do and parents to do is like, OK, my son's not getting reps. My son's not getting the ball. My son's not playing. Let's get in the portal. Yeah. That's, that's just not right. There's going to be some hard times. And I think there needs to be some legislation that says, OK, yeah, the portal is a good thing. But right now, this is not what it was meant to do. Okay, and there needs to be just some some rules put in place, like, hey, yeah, these kids can transfer, but it's after whatever two years, it's after three years, it's after them graduating. But not like one and dones that try to. Okay, I'm not playing. I'm gonna go somewhere else. You
1: know, I just. Yeah, we got semester than done. What's that? We could, we're doing semester and leaving. Yeah,
2: I mean that's what I mean. They're they're playing like, a fall. They're playing a fall crazy. and leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just, crazy. It's hurting. It's hurting the game as we know it. And um I think there's gotta be something done on that. And and NIL. I mean, listen, I'm all about players getting money. That's that's fine. But if we're gonna do this, well, let's do it the right way. There's need to be if we're gonna do it, let's let's have salary caps then. Okay. Because right now what's going on is the is the big dogs in this profession, the big dogs in this college football, they're buying all the top players. And the other guys are not competing on that level. Well and I saw what 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 Dion said about hey we're not gonna be an ATM well, they should be an ATM to a point. They should have a, a level of money if we want to win at the highest level because that's what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So so what, let's just make it – let's level the playing field. Okay, the Power Four conferences as it sits right now, let's put salary caps in each of those conferences and watch how the level of play kind of evens out because right now the top dogs are paying for the top dogs and that's why they're winning. Listen, right. I'm a football coach, and, and I know I'm a good football coach, but I'm a much better football coach when I have better players. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't have to scheme as much because some of those guys that have the really good players across college football, they're not scheming so much. They're running against eight man fronts and they're, they're still getting, still getting yards because they got better players. And so no let's level let's level the playing field a little bit and make it fair for the power four conferences, because some of these coaches that sit, you know, like at those high level schools, they think they're better coaches than they really are because they got really good players
1: no no question That's we real. already know that um no, i gotta ask you so matt comes on you know he, he for the first you know three months of the season he's been you know pro dion pro colorado of course he's an alum. he's still pro colorado he's always going to be colorado just like you are he's now starting to turn a little bit on what's happening lately colorado's losing players coaches decommits left and right um is this something to worry about for your alma mater or is it something that people are starting to say, OK, we're seeing something that we may not have thought was originally the, the, the message we're seeing through it? Or is this is Dion the guy and, and
2: you're 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 sold on this? You know, people got I think people got to remember it's year one of a massive rebuild. I mean, Dion took over a program yeah that was one in eleven. You know, obviously, you know, he decided to make the changes he made and bringing in a whole new roster was what's unprecedented in college football. I think for him to win four games is a he exceeded expectations. And so, you know, as far as decommitments go, I mean, shoot, if you're losing a 2025 commitment, ain't a big deal. I mean, shoot, those those kids are going to come and go. I mean, I think I think what the next step for coach is he's just got to decide, okay, what is his staff going to look like? You know, obviously, Sean left. I'm sure there's other pieces that are going to be leaving. He's got to solidify his coordinator on offense. What kind of system are we going to be running? That's probably why there's some big commitments right now with quarterbacks and all those kind of things because Sean left, and I'm sure Sean was the primary recruiter. So he's got to solidify what kind of offense he's going to run because he went from basically running, like, you know, tempo spread to running pro-style NFL stuff with, with Coach Schirmer. So, uh, you know, players want to players want the ball, JB, as we know. They want to score points. And you know nothing against the pro style systems; they, they're good systems if you have very good offensive linemen and tight ends. Right now, we're not built that way, and so I think that's why the spread system probably made a little bit more sense at Colorado. And so I would I would imagine that coach is probably going to hire someone that has you know influences in both areas that can throw it and can run it, and probably going to get you know someone that's a little bit more in tune with the college game because the college game is much different than the pro game. And uh, mm. You know me being around it, I, I I know the differences between those two different types, uh, types of systems. So I, I think that you know Colorado's made a bunch of money this year, and that's obviously helping. And now they got to take the next step forward next year and get to a bowl game. You know, I think six and six are going, you know, seven and five next year is progress. And people are so quick to want everything right now, and you got to build it. I mean, you got to build things, and there's a process to it. And I think, I think Dion knows that. And, you know, you know, coach Sanders, I, I, I'm i a fan of his and, and, you know, I played against him in the NFL and shoot, I've met him a couple of times and uh, you know, but he's still young in the profession as far as his coaching ranks go. So he's, he's developing his identity, what he wants as a head coach. And so, you know, he's a smart guy. I'm sure he's going to be fine and, and he's going to figure out what he wants over there and they're going to give him time because that was the guy they wanted. So he's going to have some time to build that thing the right way. And
1: speaking of that, like, so, we we do that in the media. I think like Stephen A's and the big time platforms. We anoint guys so quickly, though, as the next best thing.
2: Right. That
1: I think we set them up for failure because now I don't believe Dion. I call him Coach Sanders. If he's really going to do this the right way, get rid of Coach Prime. But I've been saying that. Um, I think Sanders needs to understand like this is my going to be my profession. I'm going to do this full go. Then I need to be the professional at this and call myself Coach Sanders and approach this this way. But I don't believe he'll ever reach the ceiling that we've put him on. That we've set, we've set him up for failure. I think Stephen A. and, Sh- and Shannon Sharp and all these guys like he's the best thing ever and da da, da. Dog, he's never going to reach that potential. Like you, you're not surpassing Nick Saban. <laughs> like not right now. Not. I mean, I would love to see. Let's see it. But we got to pump our brakes, and that's why I think we set him up. It's not all on him. We've set him up to have a horrible crash.
2: Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. I think the media has definitely, you know, hyped that situation up to, you know, you know, unbelievable proportions. But <laughs> you know, I mean, you also gotta see that the first I think the first eight weeks of the season, Colorado had six of the highest rated um yeah, yeah. watch games yeah. in, in, in college football. That's, that's wild. That's, yeah. depre- that's that's wild coming off a of one and eleven season. So You know, the Dion factor, factor, you know, obviously is 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 paying paying itself forward for Colorado football. I think now the next step is a putting a very good product on the field and, you know, developing your players on and off the field. And I said the portal is good, but it's hard to build a culture with portal all the time because you those those players come into your to your system and they're it's almost like they're, you know, they're you know, they're, they're hired guys that are going to be there for just one year. It's hard yeah. to develop your culture that way. And, you know, good culture is always going to beat talent. You know, if you have a good culture within your football program, you know, guys like coach Winningham at Utah does an unbelievable job. They have an unbelievable, strong culture. Um, if you have good culture, it's going to beat talent any day. And so I think the next step would be for, for Colorado to, you know, sign good high school and, you know, obviously get some transfer players, develop those players over a year, two years, three years. And that's when you're going to see yourself winning at a high level consistently. I think, you know, what coach, you know, Sanders was able to do this year is unprecedented. I, I even said that I was, I was shocked that they beat TCU. I was shocked that they beat Nebraska early in the season. Now it, it come to find out that those teams weren't very good at the end of the year, but they still did that early when no one knew that. Right. And so my hat, my hats were off to, to Dion and what he's been able to accomplish and I think he's got to find the right staff guys around him too, because one guy cannot do it. You got to find good guys, good football coaches, not your Run. buddies, good football coaches that can coach ball and can recruit because believe me, the top teams have the best players. We all know that. I mean, that's what I think sometimes people don't understand in college football. It's not a level playing field. Okay. There's the haves and have nots. There's people that are buying players and the best players, players are going to go to who's paying them the most money especially right now in the nil world we're living in it's a different world man in the old days they just did hand you a bag they don't have to hand you a bag no more they can post it on social media like hey i just got a million dollar deal it's so and so college i mean it's it's unbelievable i mean i mean we're
0: seeing a uh, cam ward from uh, washington state he said he had like five schools offered him a million dollars to train ten, yeah, ten and,
2: like it's it's out it's there ten. in the open like in the old days you'd have to like Sneaking right. around. Cam Newton. Cam Newton had to go to church, and they put it like in, put it in a bag for him. I mean, that ain't, ain't happening no more, man. So Hell we're yeah. living in a we're living in a different world. And I believe, I believe in my heart that if you're a college football program and you want to compete at the highest level, well, you're gonna to have to be paying some of these kids. You're gonna to have to have a payroll, and you're gonna to have to have almost a manager that's managing the money and knowing who's getting what because that's yeah. the world we live that's where that's where we're headed until there's some kind of legislation that says hey okay we're all playing with this kind of money this is what you get this is your bank once you spend your bank then you're done but we ain't there right now it's it's just kind of like the wild wild West right now
1: yeah no doubt um Andrew Brujo we'll get to we'll get to that question uh right before chef gets off chef two-part question before you get out of here I gotta ask you like to Dion's On his side of things on this double-edged sword take. Um, Pac-12 has been as good as we've probably seen in the last 25 years. Uh, As far as top to bottom, I believe the best conferences, bottom teams dictate how good the conference is overall. I think the bottom Pac-12 teams is much better than the bottom of the SEC. I think the Pac-12 has been the best conference all year long. I think you're going to knock each other out. Like I said, they have. Um, Arizona's playing probably as good as anyone in America right now. And you could argue that they got three losses. They won't play in anything, but they, I would not want to play Arizona right now if I was any team in America, including Georgia or anyone else. Having said that, I think Dion's took in a little bit of unfair uh, criticism because the conference has been better than we've been in a long time. This isn't the normal Big Pac-12. But him moving to the Big 12, your old conference, Big 8, Big 12, is that going to even benefit him more and possible help him win a few more games next year in the first year in
2: the new big 12? You know, I, I've always felt like I played in the big eight. I played in the last year, the big eight and I played in the big 12. And so I always thought when, when, when we made the move from the big 12 to the Pac 12, I didn't, I didn't necessarily agree with that move. I didn't think it made sense regionally. I didn't think it made sense with recruiting ties. And so I think going back to the big 12 makes a lot of sense for Colorado um, you know, obviously, you know, Texas is a huge recruiting base and, you know, when I was at CU as a player, you know, we had, you know, our, 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 our roster was built with California, a little bit of Colorado, Texas, Hawaii, and that's how our roster was built at Colorado back in the 90s when we were a force to deal with um throughout the big eight and the big 12 and you know we were able when i first got back there as a recruiting coordinator we were able to dip back in there and sign guys like lavisca chanel from desoto sign katie nixon from desoto sign christian gonzalez from colony sign will sherman from um from allen high school they were all nfl draft picks and i think that for for colorado going back to the big 12 is going to help you know dion and going to help the staff recruit the state of texas even more because now you're going to be playing teams year in and year out again on your schedule that are going back to Texas. Your, your parents can watch you play. I think that's huge for us because at the end of the day, recruiting matters and your recruiting base matters of where you guys are playing games. And so when CU made the move to the West coast, you know, there wasn't a lot of games in Texas. So a lot of those Texas kids didn't want to come to CU because their parents could never watch them play. And so I think it makes a ton of sense for them going back. I think it's going to help the football program and the and the longevity of the football program is going to help <clears throat> the status of the football program is going to help coach Sanders and his staff recruit at a higher level. And, you know, they, eventually they got to get to a point where, you know, it's not just all portal players, it's high school players that you're developing throughout your program to develop the culture you want. And then you add some portal players where there's some issues. Yeah. No doubt. I love it.
0: One thing I, I want to ask you on here, coach, before you go, uh, we, we just debated about this, probably about 30 minutes ago before you jumped on. What, what's your overall take on on the 12-team uh, playoffs, uh, you know, starting next year? I, I, I think it's good because now I think it'll cancel out all the, like, oh, this team should have got in or Oregon was better than this team. Coach JB thinks it's actually watering it down in the sense that we're putting teams into the playoffs who we know should not even have the opportunity to, to face these top teams. What's your overall take on, on moving to 12 teams?
2: You know, I think it's. I think it's definitely good for college football. I mean, if you notice, there's only there right, the way the playoffs are formatted right now. There is only a handful of teams every year that have a chance to actually win the national championship, yeah. because of the way the system is built. Yeah. And so, I think going to the 12-team format that would be um, it right
1: now, Chef. That would be it if we were to do it this year.
2: Yeah. See, my, what, what I love about it is that you're going to have good football teams playing against elite football teams and good football teams should still have a chance to make the playoffs. And that's my, that's my opinion. Because if you look at the one, two, three, four, how it sits, if you go back the last probably seven years, there's probably maybe one outlier. That's it. It's always the same guys almost every year. So there's only, I think a handful of five, six, seven teams that actually have a chance to legitimately win a national championship. Going to the 12-team format. What's going to be really cool about this format is you're going to see some teams that are sitting at you know 10 and 2 or 11 and 1 that get into the playoffs and they're going to end up winning the national title because they have a really good football team. And when they play that elite team on that on that Saturday, they they're the better, they show that they're the better team. And that's a great you. thing for college football. That's what makes it great. That's what's. Imagine if college basketball they have 64. Imagine if they only had eight teams make the play. I mean, make the. It, <laughs> Imagine, imagine the tournament being eight games, eight teams in college basketball. Thank you. There's so many good teams that sit out there that can't get in, and now it's the 64. Obviously, there's there's always going to be your Cinderella stories that get through. I think it's great for the game, man. It's good for it's good for the coaches. It's good for the players because it, it's going to show you that coaching's matters. Mm. Because, yeah, we we couldn't buy the top players, but you know what? We got a damn good football team, and we're going to outscheme you this week. You know, I love. I, that. I like that, that take. Here's
1: my argument why I think it's watered down. This week, Alabama plays Georgia. Their next year's scenario: they're both in the playoff, regardless of this yeah. SEC championship game. Regardless, I see the excuses already being made. Guys sitting out the SEC title game means deadly shit. It is not. It doesn't matter. We're both getting in the playoff.
2: I don't know if they're meaningful anymore. Like why?
0: Seeding, JB. Again, the yeah, matter. Like, I think the seeding
2: matters because who, who's going to host the game? Like. Is it going to be at, in Tuscaloosa, or, you know, yeah. or is it going to be? You know, what I mean, I think that matters, and I think like this year, like like Texas beat Alabama. Texas probably has a better resume than than the University of Oregon, and yet Texas, if Oregon wins, Texas ain't getting in. And that that to, and Texas is a one loss team, you know, and that lost the Red River Shootout, you know, in the last minute of the game, you know. Let so, me let
1: me ask you. So you think if if Bama were to beat Georgia, let's just say it happens. For me, for me, if I'm a college football guy and I know the the, the, the games I've seen this year and, and I know who the coaches are and I know who the quarterbacks are, which you and I know in this college landscape, that position is huge. It carries a lot of weight as to who I want to watch play, not only for dollars that the, that the old BCS, but now the college football committee wants to see. They want to bring in dollars. Florida State don't have a quarterback. Let's just be honest right now. I don't believe Ohio State has one either. I think those would be both one and done in a playoff format right now. I also think that Knicks is playing at a Heisman level. Penix has played played at a Heisman level all year. Jaden Daniels, I think, is the best player, i.e., kid right here in Cali. I think has been the best player all year long, just not on the best team. But having said that, like, don't you see like this being kind of more is less scenario in in the in the in the matter of like, all right, listen. The 64-team playoff that we grew up in in NCAA basketball, now it's gone to 66. There's a play-in. There's we always add more. Like when is it enough? Because you know what I know, Chiv. Next year, the 13th team left out is going
0: to be pissed that oh, yeah. they yeah,
2: weren't the 12th team. But at least, but at least, I think at least getting to 12. I mean, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable for the fans to watch that. It's going to be unbelievable for the coaches that get a chance to be in those playoff situations. And it's going to be a great situation for those players to get a chance to play in those playoff situations. The great thing about football, as we all know, is that you don't, you don't win on paper. I mean, you don't win on paper. So you might have the best players. You might have the best team as far as the rankings say, you might have the better coach, but at the end of the day, the players decide on the field, who's going to win that game. And that's, what's exactly. great about this game. That's what, that's, what's great about the underdog stories as the, as they sit, but the way the format's been for the last whatever since the BCS was, you know, all that stuff has been going on. It's been four teams. It's been almost the same four teams almost every year. I think you can go so, look back so probably a couple back to light. my
1: original question. Uh, I didn't finish. Do you think if Bama were to beat Georgia that both Bama and Georgia are not top four teams in the country? I, I still think Georgia, who hasn't lost in three well, and years. They,
2: they, but, they, but if Georgia loses in that SEC championship game, they're, they're getting in. You still there. think they Georgia's have, getting in, too? I still think Georgia's getting in because I Georgia is, hasn't lost a game in two years. I do, too. And they're going to get in. They'll, they'll drop the four, but they'll get in because – So, who's, who's
1: gonna, So this is my scenario. So, Watson has to win to get in, and I th- and I, now we're talking about a Pac-12 or an ACC title or champ may not get in. And this could be the first time an undefeated team don't get in in Florida State or in Washington.
2: I can see – Well, I think, if, I think if Washington wins, they're in. Yeah, I, I Washington think Washington Wednesday, and they'll probably jump to two. You know, who's sitting at two right now? Is Michigan's a,
0: number two? So they'll win. They'll go Michigan number one, probably. One,
2: right? Alabama would probably slip in at three, and then Florida State might get bumped out. And then but I think the fact that Washington is undefeated and their quarterback's healthy is gonna play into the fact that if Florida State wins that game and their quarterback's hurt, they might not get in. It just might not get in, and I think they're gonna get. You'll probably get two SEC teams in if Alabama beats Georgia. But your Texas wins out. You're gonna if, leave them out. This is gonna be so. Cu- I would not want to be so discommitted. Well, the problem is is that Texas is. Si- I saw the rankings yesterday. Texas is sitting at seven, right? Yeah, you got the seven. Ranking, Bailey? Bailey, pull up the rankings I, again. I, um, so, um, I believe man. they're seven in the college. Because, yeah, because or,
0: Oregon's number. Oregon's number or, five. But
2: I I, I,
0: I'm shocked,
1: Chef. I'm shocked that. Texas and Oregon aren't both above Ohio State because Ohio, as we know, as over the years, if the history is correct, recency bias. Ohio State just lost. I get to Michigan, but to Michigan without their head coach
2: has to have some type of weight.
0: But Harbaugh was coaching all week long. No, he just was there on the sideline. Yeah, I, yeah get I it. I, think, I, think, I mean, if, if Harbaugh now. was
2: a coordinator, I'd say it would, it would carry more weight. But when you're when when the head coach is not a coordinator, not calling the plays, I think. If he's there all week and he just says not there for the game day, it's not gonna be a big deal to the players. The players are gonna go out there and yeah. do, what they do. You know what I mean? But I think I, you know, if Texas was if Texas was sitting at five right now and you know, Alabama ends up beating Georgia, then I say then there's there's some movement there, you know what I mean? But I, I just don't Alabama's sitting at eight right now, even if they beat Georgia, they're only gonna jump up to probably like five or six, you know. And so, you know, Washington wins, they're in. You know, if Georgia loses, they're probably dropping to four. But if Alabama gonna... beats Georgia, you think, seriously,
1: they're going to leave an SEC champ out of the playoff?
2: No. They're going to have to because Alabama's so low. I think if Alabama's sitting at six, if Alabama was sitting at six, then yes. But sitting at eight, that's a tough jump to get in the top, get in the top four. I just and like I said, just Texas, history... Texas
0: beat Alabama this, this season. Yeah, so Tex- if Texas goes on go totally wins. Or Alabama
2: would, you know. <laughs>
0: Like how do you put Bama in front of Texas if Texas beat y'all and they got the there's I'm no way
1: on. I would bet my house there's no fucking way you're leaving an SEC <laughs> champ off this deal. There's no
2: way the money talks
1: in the history there's, of this game, well, but,
2: never- but they're just gonna leave they're gonna leave Georgia in there, so they'll still have an SEC representative, you know what I mean? So you think Georgia would stay even if they lost I think would like stay, I think last year? The, I think they would drop before just because the Alabama nostalgia, I mean. Everybody respects Nick Saban. Everybody respects that, that program for the what they've done in the seven national championships, I believe it is. Um, I mean, shoot, if, even if they lose that game, it depends on how they lose too, JB. If it's a close game, you know, they lose on a field goal late, then, you know, if, if Alabama goes in there and just convincingly beats them, then no, they drop out. But those factors play into the to the voting as well, I think.
1: Hey, it's going to be interesting. We got a kid that dropped a super chat. He wants to know he's going to get into coaching his first year. Any advice?
2: You know, my advice to young coaches and I get a lot of questions about this is that, you know, I think junior college football is a great place to start because you get to be around good coaches that know the game. You also get to interact with college coaches that are recruiting, coming through the office. You know, you get to coach a position, which is important nowadays. I think what, what people don't realize is that you have to do it. You have to get on the field and coach, get in the classroom and teach. And I think the junior college level provides that. I, I'm very fortunate that I was able to get into the junior college level and work my way up. And, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that a guy like Coach Jastrup at Mount SAC gave me an opportunity to, to, to coach and to develop. And so my advice to any young coach is get into junior college football and go and go coach. I mean, that's what you want to do, go coach.
1: No question, no question.
2: Share um, always
1: a pleasure, man. You and the wife got to come down, man, see the crib.
2: Yep, yeah, get some brick houses, bro. I'm there, man.
1: I got, I got three thousand cigars in my lounge. Come on, man. You know I got a no, thousand of I them. Saw that
2: room, man. That's next level, bro. Hey,
0: I, hey. this man got a movie theater. He got a pool getting installed. He got a cigar lounge. He got what else? You got, JB? I'm
2: trying to be like Chef.
0: Shit, this machine <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> hey. uh. Hey, we're cooking
1: up. I'm going to Vegas today. Uh, my boy Pat Perez, and then I'll be back Friday and then Saturday. We're gonna do a little poker night, uh, watch all the games. Um, Steve Kim, bunch of people. So but anytime we'll we'll look
2: up. Yeah, tell uh tell Pat let's go play some golf, man. I'll head out to Vegas too. I love playing golf,
1: man. Hey, we're playing uh the best course, some people say in the world out in Vegas. It's so private, you can't eat, like they turn down like a listers, and, and it's crazy, man. Pat with that like, Jordan walks in there and they go, Pat, come on in. It's crazy. <laughs> We're the only one on the course, man. Um, That's it's awesome, crazy. bro. Yeah. Well, enjoy, Shadow Jordan, Creek. Man. You heard of that? Shadow Creek out there? Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. So, anytime, man, We're all, I'm always in Arizona at his house, play Silverleaf. So, we'll go out there and do it. Um, all right. Sounds good, bro. Appreciate all it. All right, share. Keep grinding, nice man. You, Congratulations. how for doing? Yeah, yep. And uh, we'll you. see you soon.
3: All
2: right, bro.
1: Later. Later bro. Darren Cheverini, everybody. Um, Legend right
0: there, man. People don't understand. To get to a a school in May when football workouts literally starts basically right now, right there in June, you don't have no staff, no players. And to not only have success, but to go undefeated, y'all don't think y'all understand how hard that is to do, man. So he's being humble, but man. Here's here's
1: the equal. So Compton College, my alma mater, hired a coach, a buddy of mine, um, similar time. Yep. They not only didn't win a game; they, they forfeited their season. Come so, on. like, it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you Either gotta way, understand, yeah. safety, in a much better conference, also. But um, yeah, it's very hard to do. It's just, it's one of those deals.
0: Um, hey, our chat is crazy as hell, man! Shout out to our chat. You see this right here? What is that? Smitty's avocado breakfast toast. Somebody took a screen grab when I That's showed yours. You they took a screenshot when I showed my toast real quick. And made in a new account and put it as a picture. That I gotta take a bite now. I've been sitting here trying to be respectful. My toast ain't even hard no more. I, I was hoping,
1: I was hoping, like with your professional courtesy background of Fox and all these people that have nurtured and 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 and, and tutored and mentored you that you weren't gonna take a bite of that shit while he was talking. All right, I wasn't gonna do it out of respect, but I'll do it in front of your. Ass. Hey, no respect. See, that's why we don't fuck with each other. We don't talk to each other. We don't do any of that shit after the thing. I got some white people shit first. We still got a lot to discuss. David Shaw, maybe the next head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to dive into that. But we're going to, first of all, talk some white people shit. Uh, This is white people shit.
0: Was that your homeboy driving?
1: They collided with another helicopter.
0: Like and you saw, a buddy was tapping him on the shoulder, like bro. You see, bro, bro, know, bro, bro. Like, he
1: he kind of went quick too. He was like, and then he grabbed, and then he grabbed the chair.
0: Did bro not see him? Was he half? Was he drunk? Was he half asleep?
1: Dog. First of all, I gotta believe if it was a brother or myself, even I'm grabbing the pilot. And I, or, and I may take over and do. I might flip, I might turn. By the I don't know nothing about a helicopter, but I might turn
0: that shit. You know how to turn that, mo- yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Are they alive?
1: Here's some black people's shit, but it's from someone like who's our new member that I called whitewashed earlier?
0: It my brother, um, bald head, dark skin
1: yeah what's his name kevin turner or something
0: so much let me see this is
1: kevin hall i believe kevin hall is who's talking so it's really black people shit but white people shit if you get what i'm saying take a look at this take a look at this Oh, booty and everybody says she's a fine booty the booty is where the doo-doo is boy Put there, by God, that's the garbage can. So how you get so messed up with this white boy? You think the bigger the booty, the finer it is. That's like going to Kmart. You see a big old garbage can, that's the filth. And now we can convince her. She walks switching that big old booty and all that. It ain't nothing but doo-doo in
0: there. <laughs> that's Dick Gregory, man. That's a legend right there. RP's piece of the legend. He ain't nothing but doo-doo in there. Hey, Tweet each his own. Hey, buddy. first
1: of all, first of all, let's be honest. Oh, shoot. You got to have major pipe for that. Mm-hmm. You got to have major She ain't going to
0: feel like you, you You behind her. Like, your arm's so wide. It's off the screen. I, I mean,
1: man. I'm saying you can spread that bitch out all the way open. You got to have major, still got to have major pipe, though.
0: You got You got to hit that. Like, imagine, like. You know, you know how you um making a only one, on the floor?
1: only one way to hit that from the side. Yeah, go. Let me see. Nah, you you got have pipe though. You got a pipe.
0: To even get there, yeah. To even, you might have to missionary her big ass. Put that leg on here. You might have to, cause like but that.
1: That that's going. That that that. I can tell you from experience. That is but does see right there, Ooh. dog. That's going to hit you. That's going to hit you. And you might burn your motherfucking nostrils.
0: But that motherfucker probably good as hell though. If you put that mask, you put that, you put that mask on, you put that nineteen mask on, and turn to the side, that motherfucker probably because she gonna up about a big woman. She gonna appreciate the hell out of you. She gonna appreciate everything from you because she ain't really getting it like that. So that motherfucker gonna be shout out to sh- shout out to. It's, I bet you it's wet though. Super, like,
1: right, no, it's, like it's like beyond. It's like so wet, especially again. You don't got major pipe and it's super wet. She ain't feeling your shit.
0: Um, but you ain't hey, hey, no, you, you gonna be good though.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Kevin Hall, the yay area in the house, yay, 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 yay. Uh, mm. yay area. Um. It ain't Compton, but it's nice. You get respect. You get Richmond in the house. I, get, I hear you. Hey, Compton is
0: real, like, gentrifying. Compton is beautiful now, bro. Have you been through there? Now? It's safe. It's nice. People outside walking around or building new spots. Like, it's, it, it's a good thing, though. Like, listen, It's a, you know what's so crazy like in our culture, Safe and nice. Y'all know what's so crazy <laughs> in our culture, y'all? We, like, and we all do. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. It's all American all right anyway now. So, we be bragging about our hoods, like, yeah, you come to my spot, you mess Hey, get your you, you right the
1: hardest up.
0: one. You want the toughest one. You mess to get your awesome. ass. I, out. I grew
1: up in the 80s, the worst country in the country. Like, damn, homie,
0: you couldn't even walk outside without seeing a dead body on the street. Yeah,
3: right. we, we want to be safe.
0: Yeah, he's like, you couldn't even walk outside without seeing a body on the street. Every si- I used to go to the, the bus stop and almost get shot. I'm like, damn, for real? Well, shit, I did get shot. It's like you having a competition about Hell who yeah. had it harder. But now Hell that yeah. I'm older, I'm like, that shit is so crazy. Like I'll be confident. Shit,
1: that's it. It ain't nothing like it. You can't even walk. you couldn't survive in my hood. <laughs>
0: that's not a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, shit, that ain't a good the, thing. Like that is nice and peaceful though. That's I want my got kids, but my people should me. be like.
0: I want my future kids to be like, "Hey, I grew up with a, in a gated community with the big ass house in the pool." I I, I want to had a conversation where like y'all competing about who house is nicer, not about who shit is worse. <laughs> and, and I think when you grow up poor, you got to find ownership in something. So you have to find a way to be like make your situation be a positive, even when it's clearly not a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, David
1: Shaw, he mm-hmm. may be the next Vegas head coach according to some reports look he came from an nfl pedigree he started as a youngster in the nfl his daddy he's got nfl pedigree i think he's a great coach i think he's more fit for the nfl once the portal came he he got his ass whooped up at stanford before the portal and the nil era he was a wreck you couldn't you did not want to go up into stanford i'm just telling you right now that is nfl that is what he did, 22, 32, 33, 23 personnel, shift, double tight end, move it around, have a true NFL Andrew Luck run and play pass with a Christian McCaffrey, and that is NFL. I think he fits it. I think it would be a good hire. I don't know if AP can hold on to the gig just because of the history of what we've seen before with these owners. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's going interesting.
0: No, I agree with you. I mean, he was a hell of a coach. I wouldn't coach. be mad at him in uh, Carolina, though. Man, this give him an opportunity because he, he was a hell of a coach, man, had a great run. Obviously, he didn't end the way that you wanted to, but, I mean, at the end of the day, that guy, man, Stanford was a powerhouse when, while he was there. Every single year, you knew, like, hey, we got to strap up our – and lace up our boots and be ready for, for Stanford. Um, so, I agree with you, man, and I I think it would be a great addition um, to the league, to a, to a franchise. He still – relatively like you know younger overall so he can kind of can still get the vibe of the player especially coaching at college for so long he understands like the this generation as well so i, I agree with you i think he'd be a hell of a hire and a, and a good way to shake it up shake up the coaching a little bit um
1: uh, next topic uh best available college coaching jobs that are open right now mm. right. so AM just got filled um We got – I'm going to go on the – I'm going to see if anything's been filled today. Football Scoop is always a great uh, place to go check out. Um,
0: Football Scoop, man. So,
1: (laughs) San Diego State just got their job, right? Um, Yep. Houston's open, all right? So – Dana was fired. Holgerson was fired uh, the other day. And now it's come down to a few people. And what I'm hearing is Gary Patterson, Cliff Kingsbury. What uh, I tell
0: I, you. What I tell you about Cliff.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the same old story. Um, I've heard Willie Fritz at Tulane. And I've heard Barry Odom from UNLV. And I've heard UTSA coach Jeff Trailer, a good friend of mine. Um,
0: Willie Fritz would be a hell of a, hell of a hire.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if an older I love Willie. He's one of my best best mentors in this business. I don't know if an older white can go to Houston. Yeah. Now listen, uh, he's in New He's in New Orleans right now. So let's not, it's not really as it, black as you can get. On, what uh, I'm uh, saying is though, Houston's a step up. It's gonna be bigger. They're in a bigger Power Five conference now. So can he go there and do what he's doing it in, in two lengths? Yes is the reason I say yes is for this reason. Tulane has a very, very harsh academic restriction on Coach Fritz, and he he would love to have this academic restraint. What he's doing there with the academic rigor is unmatched. Like, there's not a lot of coaches. What Elko did at Duke with the academic rigor is very, very – no one talks about. No one talks about what Clauston did at Wake Forest when you have to have a 4.0 to get in there. What Elko did at Duke, what people struggle to do, what James Franklin did at Vanderbilt is very, very hard to do, by the way. It's a 4.0 institution. Stanford, Cal Berkeley, Tulane, Rice in Texas. Rice, very, very hard fucking school to get into. So the coaches, Navy, the, the military schools, people don't know how hard those jobs are. Houston? It's let's go. Let's get Let's get it crack. I mean, Willie could do it there. Yeah. Uh, not saying he can't, but I just don't know at this point if he wants to take that risk at his age. Um, because at, at the end of the day, even though his resume speaks for itself, this is the type of job at his age that could end his career, too. Because mm. who's going to hire him back after? And let's say, knock on wood, I don't think he would fail. He's never failed at any level in his life. But if he did, for instance, because of the NIL on the transfer portal, being the way it is, if the game has changed, even though he's adapted, you adapt yeah. or die in this business, uh, let's just say he does. Who's hiring a 65-year-old at, at another school right now?
0: It might be a rap, but, hey, you play to it's win the game. You play to win the game? No, you got to roll that dice. You know what I'm saying? He yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I he think, would. hey, Black, listen. Black players, we've been playing for white coaches our entire lives. T. Rich said that I've never had a black head coach in football. I've always right. had a white head coach. So, like, the whole, like, we ain't tripping. If you're a football guy and, and we and we can respect you as a leader, as a man, and you giving us fair opportunity to go out there and actually showcase our talent, and you know how to talk to us and just like, yeah, we ain't like black, black folk, We don't be tripping over that stuff like that. Now, yeah, is it cool to have somebody who's like relatable and you you see somebody who look like you? Of course, I'm not saying that. But like, if you a good-ass head coach, you a good-ass head coach. White, black, orange, blue, purple, or green. So I don't think he would have any issue um of there there at all. And you bring up a hell of a point, man. When you think about the the academic part of it, I, a lot of times we don't think about that. But that literally like cuts your recruiting in half probably more because got most of these athletes let's be real they're not focusing on school and they're not at the level uh uh, academic wise so where they they can make it into a duke or a school like that so for you to still have success at schools like that oh my god like that's a whole that's a hell of a coaching job
1: no doubt um UC Davis just came open. A former Colorado buff head coach Dan Hawkins has stepped down to spend more time with the family he said UC Davis, another FCS school in Northern California. very, very fucking hard to win. Their academic rigor is unbelievable. Um, Tim Brewster, after leaving Colorado, has taken a job at the University of Charlotte. Um, so he's back in uh, on the East Coast. Uh, the Houston Job's intriguing to me. Mississippi State was filled. Um we got other jobs that are still open, but the most intriguing job out there. I don't know what you think is the most intriguing, but
0: what about um Houston
1: is, is a big one. Uh, think I, I
0: think that's probably the big biggest one because the market, like if you know, like in the NIL area and recruiting, like you're in Houston, you in Texas, so much opportunity there. If you know which like imagine JB in like in Houston. Oh my god. Like this I'm, I'm using JB as the example. I'm just saying somebody like you who can knows how to recruit the right way and talk to you that, that that's a prime location. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just gives you the best opportunity I think to really excel and and really take a school to the next level. You know what I'm saying? The other the other
1: jobs have been full, filled. Duke's going to have to fill theirs. Uh, Syracuse just filled theirs.
0: Um Ohio state might be open in a couple months?
1: Nah um you utep came open coach damel uh dana, dana damel has gone He's he was fired um so there's some jobs utep not an actual hotbed you know shout out to josh fele in the chat who's a utep minor um i don't know if that's a job that people are trying to go get like a houston um but the jobs are now closed up really quickly. Um, and then now there's coordinators being let go. Arizona State, good friend of mine is a head coach. Obviously, they, he just let go. Bo Baldwin, uh, OG in the profession as OC. So he'll probably end up taking over the O. He He's taking over the O. Uh, he may take over the O, but now there's an OC job. Now you may lose another head coach at a smaller school to go take an OC job at Arizona State. So, like, there's a lot of... Moving parts are still going to happen here in the next two to three weeks, especially before the December signing period at the four-year level. So there's a lot of moving things that are going to happen here. So it's going to be interesting, to say the least, to see uh, all these jobs. But Houston would have to stick out right now. Um, uh, If I were to to ask, I would say Houston's got to be the best gig. I agree. I don't know. Max Crosby, he had an infection in his knee had an infection in his knee. And uh, let's listen to Dr. Jesse Morris if we can play that on Max Crosby. I say that he kind because of
3: if you watch this video here of him speaking, you'll get an idea of what I'm
2: talking about. Please break us down from Monday to game time, please. Had some fluid buildup. The shit was blown up like a balloon. And I wake up the next morning, almost pass out. Like, I felt like I was dying. I was literally bedridden. Like, I could not move. Then I get a call that night, and they're like, okay, we need to go to the hospital in the morning. We found there's bacteria in my fluid.
3: So, in order for this to happen, he had to have had some type of component get inside of the knee capsule, we call it. So, what do I mean by that? Did he have a needle injected in there to put a cortisone shot or to pull fluid out or something? Did he have a a cut on the skin that introduced bacteria from the outside into the skin and eventually into the joint? He could have also had bacteria in his bloodstream, what we know as sepsis, that happened to deposit into the joint. That's less likely because... Uh, he would have been much sicker uh, than than this played out. We don't know exactly how he gut it, but we do know that what happens is you put a needle into the joint, either from the anterior part or from the lateral part when you're laying down like this, usually with the help of an ultrasound, and you remove fluid out of the joint. You do this for a couple reasons. One, to relieve symptoms. And two, to, to if you're concerned, if it's uh, yellowy, pus, But if that's, it gets into the blood, it's kind of crazy. So this is according to plan. The knee comes down. The bacteria evacuates and gets killed. And then eventually he will, uh, the knee will be fine. So. Man.
1: What'd you think? But your boy, Jonathan Taylor, can't do it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. What do I know? Different
0: strokes for different folks, JB. Everything looks like it's
1: a pass rusher with a that needs his knee, and we're gonna take a surgery for a
0: thumb that you can hold the ball. Uh, Get it fixed. Why? listen, JB. We All we care about is being tough and playing now. Let's say he goes out there and plays. He makes uh, it worse. He breaks his hand. He does something that just messes him up even worse. Now, during the offseason, he has to worry about a way bigger, a, a, a more a, a serious surgery he has to deal with. Now, he's sitting out long enough. It's like, bro, if it's some minor, get it fixed now, so we ain't got to worry about it, and come back. Like, come on now. And that's why Tiki Barber used to fumble the damn ball all the time, probably, because he had like to change the ball differently. That's why he changed to this. That's why remember? he was all the damn time. Was in.
1: Remember, he went to that?
0: yeah, yeah. I remember that.
1: So, you get your guy can't do that for his team.
0: Listen, my guy, what he can't do for my team, he ran out there and ran for two touchdowns last week. 93 yards looked great on the field. Yeah, put Look something funny. right in my
1: face mask, right here, right under my face mask. You ain't getting that ball. I'm punching that
0: out from, from, from how you gonna punch it out? Punch it out from what from that top point. It's right here. Where are you gonna punch it up from? It's it not out. going nowhere. I'm coming from behind. I'm hitting from the uh, no behind the, the, the what end. like you're gonna go through my heart. You yeah, obviously, it, I'm putting uh, over shoulder. Don't I'm don't punching don't down. Mortal
1: Kombat, how you gonna go and punch it down. My go face uh, mask right here. I got a face mask right I'm here. Your your shoulder, up.
0: JB. I'm coming over the shoulder. I'm coming over I'm the, the shoulder.
1: I'm
3: punching down. you It's not going nowhere, though. It ain't going
1: down. It ain't going. There's no air here. Look,
0: it's gonna be some air. It's gonna be some air.
1: Hell yeah, hell nah. Let's get the brass tacks. Let's do it, D. Let's do it. Smitty got to take these motherfuckers off, dog. God damn. Can Smitty take these off ever? I got a poll question. Is Smitty ever going to come on the show like Matt has and admitted CU's kind of fucked up now? Is he going to come on the show and, and admit that... That's the poll question. Is Smitty ever going to come on completely over to the dark side and say, I admit AR5 is a bust. Minshew's the guy, Jonathan Taylor's soft, the Colts have done a hell of a job coaching, has nothing to do with any of that other shit. Do you think that is going to be Smitty ever?
0: Hey, y'all, I would never come on the show and lie to y'all. So to answer that question, hell no, because I, I care too much about this chat. I care too much about this show. I care too much about JB's crazy ass to come on this show on this platform that I respect that my name is attached. This is the Coach JB show with Big Smitty. So I would never put my name to something and come on here and just lie for clicks, for likes, for subscribers. And oh, Davis said Hell no with an L cuz I would never lie Coach Coach Davis. I would never come on here and lie. JB thinks that because I I keep it real about the coaches that I'm praising the coach. No, I'm just giving you real facts. You I got insight that y'all don't have because y'all not, not y'all not from that town like I am. Y'all don't y'all don't know the coaches that that I know at Indy. Y'all don't know lying like it. a motherfucker. <laughs> like
1: a y'all lying? know why
0: D Jones saying that because he's scared. The AFC South is for the take-in. I thought the Jazz was going to walk away with that real easily, but I don't know. The Colts are right there. The Texans are right there. I don't know, DJ. I thought the Jazz was going to be Super Bowl contenders. Y'all, y'all, y'all supposed to be 8-3 or 9-2 or whatever. I don't know. M- All right. Uh, we got two minutes. Let's talk about how we got. How we question, Dave. Super chat. Super chat.
1: Seth Latrell, great offensive mind, great OC. Was at North Texas? Did great things as a, as a OC head coach. Head coach. He's uh, I've sat down many times with Seth. Great offensive guy mine. Uh he'll be fine at Oklahoma. Um hell no. Nah. Here we go, We got about we're gonna take about four minutes to knock out five questions. The Lakers missed the playoffs. Hell yeah, hell no. Nah.
0: It would be crazy as hell, man. They looked real bad the night. We didn't talk. We haven't talked a lot of basketball yet, but they lost about 40, 40 of the night. 40, 40. I'm gonna he no. 44. I'm going to say hell no. Do
1: you think Michael Jordan would ever got beat by 44?
0: Has he, have he lost by 44 before?
1: I doubt it. You think Kobe would have got beat by 44
0: regular season? The thing is, before I answer, they might have lost by 40 plus before. I don't know, though. I don't know. I uh, might look it up uh, real quick. Sean so Waffle, look in it up, please.
1: Era, in this era, soft as we are in this era, where is AD at? Let's, let, let's talk about LeBron. LeBron doing his thing. He's still the best in shape player out there. It's a shame that these other motherfuckers can't match his at 38, 9, 39 years old. You're a professional basketball player, younger, younger. You can't get in shape and play like... I'm 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 tripping on this dog. Shout out to, to LeBron for just keeping his professional body in shape and ready to play. You ain't gotta get ready if you stay ready. And I
0: shout out to him for that. Um, but other than that, I'm gonna say I think, hell they make the playoffs, bro. Hell no. You got 10 opportunities because I mean everybody getting the playoffs now, so they should. Uh-huh. They'll at least be a play in team, and I think they'll they'll make their way in there, you know. So
1: all right, next question. Hell yeah, I'm gonna say hell yeah they miss, and this is the it. They break this shit up. Now, if they go get Zach Levine and, and, and Demar Derozan, which I'm hearing rumors about, then I like this Lakers team. Who you get rid of? Because the Bulls are trying to blow it up, I hear. So if the Bulls blow it up, and the Lakers go get Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Compton native.
0: I like that. Oh my God, I you interviewed, know, I interviewed Demar a couple times. The Drew Lee a couple times. You know, he been in the Drew Lee since yeah. fourteen years old. Yeah, you, you gotta give up Austin Reeves probably. You gotta give, give up him somebody up. else. Give
1: that motherfucker. Up.
0: But, we, but being real, we got we gotta give your boy up, D-Lo probably. D-Lo, Austin Reeves on D-Lo two picks. My boy,
1: but D-Lo, we
0: gotta go. <laughs> lo Austin
1: Reeves. Business It's
0: a business. I don't know. Hell yeah! Wait. Hell
1: no! The Cowboys will win the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Ca- oh no, that was fake. That Woo. was fake. No, I ain't never heard no joke like that's a. That was the funniest that you ever said. That was that real Hell no, the Cowboys. That was a real laugh, though. Yeah, hell yeah. They ain't been the NFC. Cha- they ain't been to the NFC Big championship. his
1: teeth. Everybody, God,
0: they ain't been to the NFC championship, let alone a super a Super Bowl, and to win it. Come on, bro. You sound crazy as hell. It's gonna be the Eagles from the NFC, the Ravens from the AFC. Two brothers in the Super Bowl. The Eagles gonna win in the close one. Come on, bro. I tell you that from the beginning. JB, we real all know quick.
1: actor. We've seen his short film. We know he's an actor. I think it was a fake laugh. Shout out, shout out to the fake Hell laugh. yeah, hell
0: no. It was my laugh fake or real, y'all.
1: They said fake.
0: They am I Tupac? Am I acting?
1: Yeah, I think it was. In the beginning, it was good. And then I think you went to, you didn't breathe for like a 30 second.
0: I'm an athlete, Division One athlete. Great. I was at the doctor the day. They said I got the best lungs in the nation. Top 10 in got, the world. I got all that already, though. Um, I'm top 10. Hell yeah, hell
1: no. The 49ers beat the Eagles this weekend.
0: Hell yeah. I like that. Bang, bang, another game. They are back. Brock Purdy is hot. They're healthy. Trent Williams is there. Debo is there. When they got the full team around Brock Purdy, he succeeds. He wins. C Mac is there. They're healthy. Uh, I'm already seeing uh, um, Reddick talking shit from the Eagles. He was like, last year, it was a lot of uh, what ifs and coulda, what ifs. What well, we going to see this week when we play again, man? All the excuses going to get out the way. Ooh, there it is, man. Oh, DJack retired. Hey, d had one of the best careers, I would say, underappreciated careers. Long uh, beast
1: in that house.
0: Baller. This guy's a baller. One of the best, if not the best, deep threat wide receivers in NFL history. I just said that. Between him and Randy Moss, look at the statistics. Deep ball threats. DJ was like no other. Big playmaker. He's still fat. He's still running like a 4-4 to this day. Even late in his career with, with the Raiders, he had a couple big game reasons. Going past the safety, so. so so
1: so my boy recruited him to Cal, he played for him at Cal. And when Cal used to get a lot of LA kids, um, uh, and uh, my buddy Darian Hagan's son was also there. Darian Hagan Jr. was also at Cal, and uh, you know, they were like, Oh, he's one of the fastest humans I've ever seen, um, in a, in a football uniform. Um, uh, yeah. shout out to D Jack, I'm gonna say that 49ers. I say they win this one, but it doesn't mean anything. The, the the Eagles have a buffer. They're 10 and 1. Um, hell hell no. Jonathan Taylor should play through the thumb injury.
0: If he can play through it and it won't lead to further injury, then sure he, he should play. But if it could make it worse, then no. <laughs> Get healthy, come back when it matters. We can we can manage two games without you with our schedule. And we're gonna be good to go, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, just real quick before I forget though, I'm gonna keep bringing it up. Ain't it crazy though? Like, be real. Are you getting a little nervous at my Super Bowl picks? Because right now, the Ravens are the top team in the AFC if you haven't noticed the like the latest standings, and the eagles are the top team in the NFC if you ain't noticed. I don't know. In the summertime, I was crazy. Third. No, nah. you I was crazy. You was laughing. It was
1: <laughs> not the worried. Ravens, not not worried. Well, all my teams got lost their quarterback. I mean, it is what it is. I got to eat that. I got to eat that. There's no excuse. I eat it. But I'm not worried about your picks. Hell yeah. Hell no. On the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Blow this show up. Break the algorithm. We need 700, 800,000 likes. A non quarterback will win the
0: MVP. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell no. Man. I... <sighs> I want to say, hell yeah, I believe it should be, but hell no. Nah. This 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 league, man, they love quarterbacks so damn much. And listen, we all know that the quarterback position is the most valuable position of a team. We all know that. So because of that, this is literally a quarterback award. It's not It's not a best player award. Because no quarterback right now is the best player in the league. I can name probably 10 guys who are playing better than, than the best quarterback this year. But it's not about that. It's about most valuable. And when a football team does not have a quarterback, their team is totally it's two totally different teams. So I just think because of that, they're going to still give the edge to either Mahomes, Lamar, Jalen, one of these guys who are leading one of the best teams are still going to win. So hell no.
1: Hey, shout out to our main man here. Um my main man Duke, by the way. I don't know if you noticed this right here. See this right here? He is a he's listening for twenty four thousand minutes. He's a top one percent fan. Shout out Duke's in the Discord. Duke is everywhere. Uh, shout out to Duke. Um, much That's lot a lot of minutes,
0: JB. Shout out to Duke, man. Like dude, you got a hoodie or something. That That's cold right minutes. there.
1: That is a lot of minutes. Um, I'm gonna say hell nah, this quarterback's gonna win it when it. it is what it is. Quarterbacks win the win that award. Tyreek Hill, I don't know if 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 politics are gonna come into play for that one. Um but I think that, you know, he's got baggage. I think at the at the end of the day, the voters still remember that shit. Let's be real. Um yeah. and I think he'll I think the quarterback's gonna get the job once again. So yeah, i don't that's know
0: with
1: you. that's that's just where i'm at um oh we got guys posting shit i've never seen these before another guy no better show than the coach jb show this guy listens for twenty thousand minutes he's a top one percent fan
0: mm, i like that shout out to you we get yes. we get real love right now we getting real love
1: jg that's jg uh hold on jg who I'm trying to, his at, his handle. Trying to make sure I read this right because it's kind of, I got pause on it. Huh? What do do y'all say? Pause?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Booty Boy J? Oh, I mean, thank you. Oh, no, I'm tripping. I'm
1: tripping. I'm tripping. tripping. Time out. My bad.
0: It's Boot Boy (laughs) J. That's pause on you. Don't try to do my, don't do my boy J like that, man. You crazy as hell. He said booty boy J, man. Booty <laughs> boy. Oh. My um, God. What's up, my hey, guy? My guy B Watt, man, man, Brandon uh, Wiley from back so home, that town. Always supporting so the show.
1: Um, I'll be in Vegas tomorrow and Friday. I might just straight up, I might be just with Pat in the high roller room. I might just straight up just do the show live from there. Because why be go the why why go back to the room?
0: It might be good to do it. I do like a special edition show live, right? That might be kind of fun. i six in the morning because I'm probably going to still be in that room. Well, let me know so I can be prepared, bro. You know, be safe. You're going out there. Don't get no flat tire. If you do, let me know early so I can let the chat know that we won't be having the show. And other than that, man, hey, have fun. Turn up for both of them. Win some money. Go gamble. Win some money for the studio. We can get money. I can leave. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so when I me and JB bet. talk like that, only me and him know know, know what, like, what we're saying, what we're talking about. He knows exactly I what I bet? just said. Should I bet that? I don't know. Should I bet? Um, <laughs> pound the like button,
1: man. Subscribe. I'm gonna go get ready to get on the road. I gotta meet Pat
0: there by two. It's
1: okay.
0: nine, and I uh, I got a big time call in like three minutes. So talk to me. Man, we'll see. If it's big time. Then means everybody's
1: involved. TikTok, pound the like button, subscribe, <laughs> become a member too on my TikTok. On YouTube, come on over. Maybe you guys won't be such B- BMKs.
2: <laughs> um,
1: great show. Any last words, JB.
0: Any last words?
1: Tomorrow's T Rich Thursday. Trent Richardson will be back after we were off last Thanksgiving. Uh, I got the house decorated. Christmas is up. I got the tree. I said I gotta do that. Somebody's gonna decorate that while I'm gone. Who? I don't know. Um, And we're going to get it going. We're going to get it going. Pound the like, subscribe, become a member. It's The Real Coach JB. I lost to Be- Kelly in Vegas. By the way, shout out to Kelly in Vegas. If you all know who Kelly in Vegas is, Barstool Sports, very own betting extraordinaire. Very beautiful Kelly in Vegas. She's been on the show a few times. We're really good friends.
2: I bet her that KU
1: would win eight games two years in a row, and then I bet her that they would beat K-State. I've fucking lost two years in a row. She knows the upswing is on the way with Coach Lance Leipold, though. She texted me earlier, like, I hope that motherfucker gets out of there and gets another job. She knows he's going to build a program there, plus the facilities that are going into Lawrence and KU. Uh, But she beat my ass two years in a row. It's going to cost me a pretty penny. I got to buy her some pretty expensive wine. So I need a super jet to handle the wine that I lost the bet on. Um... So can y'all put a super chat so I can pay Kelly, who's from Manhattan, Kansas. Yes, she is. She's a K-State. We didn't
0: get no super chat today. We we got like $10 super chat today. They ain't getting no super chat. You- hey, holiday,
1: holidays coming. Holidays. Everybody ah, broke. Everybody, bro. everybody bro Well, I'll give away shit though for the holidays. I will give away shit. So y'all make sure you, I'll give away shit. But uh maybe you could give
0: away some <laughs> uh <laughs> uh. hit that like man we love y'all we appreciate y'all man shout out to my man duke twenty four thousand minutes and counting man that's the type of support that we need hit that like button we just have about 800 900 likes uh from today we're gonna be back tomorrow man jb he might be in the room he might be in the casino he might be at the pool he might be at the titty bar he might, who knows where he might be at, man, but you got to tune in and be here to find out. Make sure you hit that like button and be back tomorrow morning. Kind of like,
1: retweet our tweets, reshare our stories and our posts on IG. And, uh, kind of like, man, it's a great day to have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow for T-Rich Thursday. As, uh, we got a couple special guests tomorrow as well. Big Matt will be back on Steve Kim, T-Rich, and, uh, make sure you're there. Oh, as always, much love to everybody out there. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. We switched it and filled the gap. Smithy and Jason Brown, we killed it. Yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missing. We switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the coach, J.